Production. Recorded live. Hi. Welcome to my joint community call. Interesting. Uh, I spotted my show. and uh, I was unable to start recording. So, uh, some of them uh, don't want me to record the call. So when I open up my uh that window on the uh option left behind that has the uh screen for you and stuff while the window comes up the mine pops up but I have no way of controlling uh the call. I have no way of uh starting the call, I have no way of ending the call, I have no way of mute so what I have to do, I have to go into the uh, call menu and update the call so that it would call automatically when I call it. But then I had to uh, hang up, call back in with my uh, and not able to record. So what you're hearing is that recording. Uh, that I would not be able to record the call. So, uh, tonight's call. Uh, tonight, I want to talk about an article. Probably why I did not want to uh, record the call because there was an article by the internet. Okay? And uh, this article was published uh, September 24th. 2016, which was um, days ago, and the article is called uh, "A Walking Tour of New York: Massive Surveillance Network." Now, I noticed that when I started my show and I called in, there uh, were police sirens immediately. Uh, uh, police sirens in the background. Immediately, as soon as I call it to the show. So, um, I guess that's probably why they sabotaged my call so that I couldn't uh, wouldn't be able to record. So the fact that I probably would have recorded uh, the sirens of the show. So, I guess for the remainder of the call that was being recorded, we wouldn't hear any kind of sirens or anything like that because. This is how they uh, try to hide what it is that they're doing. Okay. Um, but before I get into that, there are a couple of things um, that I do want to talk about before I start the report. Because uh, I want people to get on the uh, call before I begin the report. So I'm just going to ask you. Someone to let them know that five uh, get back all.
but it's been a pretty interesting week.
putting your work into this investing in, in awareness and all that that whenever they do stuff like this it's because we're doing something and we're pushing all the buttons that they don't want us to push and people are somehow getting a hold of the information and it's going around it's getting spread maybe not as fast as it should or we would want it to but it's getting out there somehow because they wouldn't do that because what, what what stopped them from going about doing that to you before after all these years i'm not saying it hasn't happened to you before but from what i'm gathering it hasn't happened to you on this level Oh, I was asking you, has it happened to you on this level? Because I know it's happened to you before, where they've, you know, stolen your password and, you know, locked you out of your emails. So but has it happened to the point where they've locked you out of your show, where you've had to live stream your show? Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the, they, have, they have locked me out of my show before. Oh, okay, so I was wrong. No, I yeah, they, have, they have locked me out, and they have, um, and what they, what they try to do is, um, you know, they try to hijack my call because they didn't want me to uh, say what I was going to say. And so what I had to do is that I had to um, end my, um, my, I had to end the show, okay, and then start a new show. And then when that didn't work, I actually had to call my brother who had to log in to my show on his computer and then I was able to do the show, but uh, you know he had to uh, call in and stuff like that. And I had to automatically record the call so that when I called and using my phone, I would be able to have that control over the over the call. So yeah, they ha- they have they have a lot. You know, it's not and they haven't done it that one time, but they've done it multiple times. I see what you mean. So it's like basically what they usually do is they stop doing something for a long time or for a while, and then all of a sudden they'll snap yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called a blitz. Right. All right? It's called a blitz. That's how they blitz. They, they would, you know, when they would, some of the, ta- they see the tactics they use, they use the same tactics over and over. The frequency may vary, you know, but they'll use the same tactics over and over. Just that some some tactics they are using and they may not use it for a month or two, maybe even three months, and then all of a sudden they start bombarding you with 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 that tactic. So it's 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 something that they've always done. Script. Yeah. So what was the uh, the topic that you had in? place for tonight. Uh, tonight? Yeah. Um, the the New York Surveillance Network, New York New York Police. Okay. You know they have um, yeah, you know the New York City Police Department have one of the most advanced uh, surveillance networks in the country. Huh? I believe. They have, they have, yeah, they have. I mean, they go to, they go to Israel, they go to Saudi Arabia to train. To, they go to Israel and buy uh, tech, uh, surveillance technology from Israel. So, you know, you, and you say, why, why would a police department do that? You know, it's like they're not the FBI, they're not the CIA. You know, 
Right. But they have become, and it's because well, New York City as well as the Chicago police and as well as uh, uh, the LA, 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 San Francisco, because they have um, they they have uh, a representative from the CIA working inside those departments. Oh yes, there was an article on that about ten or eleven years ago where the NYPD was working in hand with the CIA doing some type yeah. of stuff. I forgot the, the article and the name of the, the author of it, but it should be around if we Google that and find it. You know, it pretty much breaks down what they were uh, experimenting with and starting to look into with the uh, stuff that you're talking about now. That's in uh, yeah. full yeah. throttle and advancing and evolving <laughs> to where it is now. It's crazy. Huh? All in the attempt to try to sh- is to shut us up, right? All in the attempt to try to shut us up. It is all It's not going to work. Oh, hell no. Not at all. I don't, I don't care what they do. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on now? Yeah, man. No, I just had like a weird, weird, weird um experience today, man. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> you know, um, you know how I say how they how they taunt you, you know, through the web and through your phone and all that kind of stuff. Right. And um, remember I was telling you a while back about a, um, a couple of chicks that I've dated before. And um, and the first time, you know, we were about to engage in sex, they, um, you know, they had their period and, and never told me nothing, you know what I'm saying, and wanted me to go down on them, right, with their right. periods, right? Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I mean, you know, after this happened, like for the third time, I was like, yo, this this is getting ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, what are they up to? You know, like, what, like seriously, what are they up to? Yeah, well, they all and, up to something. Yes, you know, I called them up on it, and uh, I was like, why you, why you, why you want me to go down and you got your period on and you're not telling me nothing? You know what I'm saying? And and the only thing they go, only thing they say was, um, oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's your it's your effing period. You know what do you mean? You don't know what it is. It's the same rhetoric over and over. And um, one of the chicks I was telling you came to see me one day, and I opened the door. Um, I sat on, actually gave her a hug. I went to sit on my couch, and she walks right up to me and, and started, you know, kissing me. And I noticed she had a, um, she had a herpes sore in, in, inside of her mouth, right, inside of her lip, her bottom lip. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm, you know, so I called her out on that too. I'm like, come on, man! This is this is this is getting ridiculous, you know. All so that they can they can keep you quiet, all so that they can, um, you know, try to, uh, uh, like I said, villainize you. Um, you well, know, well, all what did she say when you confronted her on it? What did she say? To you? Yeah, she ain't saying nothing. She ain't saying nothing. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, man, you, you gotta leave. I'm like, seriously, you, you gotta leave. Um, then you know, we we talked about it before and all that kind of stuff, and you know, um. And, of course, she was like, you know, well, you know, I get those a lot. You know, everybody gets those and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's not the point. You know what I'm saying? That is, that is not the point. That's right. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it's the same. And that's why, you know, folks say, well, you know, why are you single? You know, because it's it's for that for that exact reason. Because I don't know whether or not, you know, some, you know, some chick is, is infected that they probably hide it. You know what I'm saying? And, um 
it's 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 the weirdest thing, man. And 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 then today I was on I was on my phone, and uh, it kept on these these gift files keep popping up of like you know vampires with blood in their mouth and shit like. That. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, these people are really sick. These people are sick, man. These people are sick. It sounds like they were trying to start some type of theme on you or something like that. Yeah, I guess, man. But you know what's so funny? You know, when I tell people, people are acting like, well, you know, um, I should I should act like none of this never happened. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell I should no. act like this MK Ultra shit never happened. I can act like, you know, yeah. this whole no, they, they, they want you They want you to act like it never happened because, yeah. they, you know, they, they, they don't want you to, to think about what they've done to you. That's, that's yeah. their way of trying to, um, you know, excuse themselves or to the fact that, 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 that yeah, just downplay what it is that they've done, you know. So if you deny it, of course they're denying it, but if if you deny it, then you're not blaming them and you're not looking for any sort of revenge or, or looking for them to have any sort of legal re- repercussion. Right, exactly. And, and the fact that, you know, that these people are using mind control, um, you know, it's really – remember I was telling you a while back also about I was um, – I had bought my um, – I had bought this, these, uh, this clipper, this, this thing to shave with. And I bought an extra blade for it, right? So I'm 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 in my bathroom shaving, and I went to switch out the blades. Now the bathroom door is locked, and the blade, the new blade, fell on the floor. It slipped out of my hand and fell on the floor. Huh? Literally, when I tell you that um, there is no way the blade could have um, disappeared, but the blade disappeared. Okay, it fell on the floor. I reached down. I started bounce. I started hit the floor. And I reached down to look for it, and the blade was gone. It was it, it was gone. I could not find it. My bathroom door is locked. There are no creases in the wall where it can fall. You know, you can slide under something. There's nothing open. It couldn't have fallen in the bathtub because uh, my right. shower curtain, you know, was completely closed and whatnot. Well, this is this is what, this is what happened to me when I was in the car, and I told you that I had my laptop. I had my laptop. I had my phone was in between my lap. And right. you know, I was re- I was reading it was online. I was reading something on my laptop. I closed my laptop. It was getting ready for time. It was getting ready the time for me to go to work. Right. So it was the alternate side pocket. So I had to stay at that spot until ten o'clock. Ten o'clock comes. You know, um, put my laptop in my bag. Went to get my phone. I noticed my phone was missing. So I got out of the car. Look underneath the car just in case it might have fell out. Uh, you know, when I yeah. opened the door, what have you. No, no phone under yeah. the car. Look under the car seat. No phone under the car seat. No phone completely up and disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and 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 the other night, um, I was actually at um, I took a shower, and I had on my sweats. So my sweats, you know, has the drawstring. So you know how you tie the drawstring? You make an X first, and then you know, then you tie like you tie your shoelaces, right? About thirty minutes later, I had to use the bathroom. Dude, when I tell you, my drawstring was knotted up. In like triple and quadruple knots, right? And then you know after I and then you know when I went into the bathroom, there, there's a um, the noise upstairs, right? There's a thump on the floor on on the um, I think on, it was on the left side of me, you know, saying like like you know the whole threats about you know don't look back, you know, you know what I'm saying that kind of stuff, you know, trying to threaten you and all that kind of stuff. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm like I'm like so somebody. Yeah, they try to use they try to use psychological threats. That's the right. That's part of right. their tactic. So, Right, so dude, who's ever upstairs, you know, is part of this, 
and uh, apparently um, whatever whatever signal they sent probably had me in some kind of you know hypnotic state. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. made me probably made me even probably open up my door for him, and then you know I mean why why are you in my trousers? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, like why yeah. are you in my trousers, you sick son of a bitch? You know that's that's the thing that 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 um, you know I mean you could have he could have or whomever could have take a business card or, or or you know like they do remove like small stuff you know like like a pen or 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 um or you know maybe place my glasses somewhere where I couldn't find it. But why are you in my trousers? You know what I'm saying that that is a that is the, the the thing that that um that makes me wonder about these people, you know. Because I was reading a um, I was you know they say that most most serial most male serial murders killers are uh, homosexual. That is a fact. Yep. They say most serial killers, male serial killers, are homosexual. Maybe that's why he's in my trousers. I mean, I'm not I'm not a homosexual, but maybe he is. Maybe that's why he's in my trousers. Is the is the weird, dude? I'm I'm telling you, this this stuff is so it, it's so scary in a sense. When I tell people that there is no defense for this, you know what I'm saying? Once you once yeah, that yeah, place, yeah, yeah, under, the mind, you know, I got I said this before. You know, there's a book called The Mind Has No Firewall. Okay, right. So once these people are running these psychological games, the psychological experiments on any human being. Right. There is no way to uh, to counter a lot of the stuff that they're doing. You may be yeah. able to block some of the things yeah. that they're doing, but ultimately, yeah. you know, there is there is no way. They, you know, there there are certain trigger words that they will use that will put you in a hypnotic state, and therefore they can take your things and then do whatever. Right. Yeah, they do. And it is to show you that they can do whatever they want to do to you at any time. It is to literally frighten the crap out of you. Right, exactly. I mean, but you know, the 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 funny thing is, um, you know, like I say time and time again, is that you know these people are are really really sick, man. And and for for folks to um to do this, you got to understand their mentality. And I keep saying it over and over again: these people are Nazis. That's who they are. They are Nazis. Okay. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. I tell people about what happened in, in Latin America, in South America. How many Nazis they have taken to South America? How many abuses? How many uh, um, uh, uh, mass killings? How many experimentations? I was talking to a guy about, you know, uh, uh, Joseph Mengele. When he got to Brazil, only when he got to Brazil, you started seeing these children with different color eyes, right? Of course, you know, that is a, a genetic defect in dogs. So maybe they were mixing dog DNA with human DNA, right? But that is a gen- that's only a genetic defect found in dogs, in canines. It is not found in humans, okay? So maybe, you know, with my situation, maybe, you know, both your eye color will change, but not not just not one, you know, not uh, one yeah, eye color. Yeah, not one. Right? Yeah, it's usually both. You're right. It is a genetic defect in, that happens yeah. in dogs, right? So they're they're probably you know mixing dog DNA with human DNA. You know these bastards. They're like they're like Dr. Frankenstein's. You know they 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 don't care. They just want to see what happens. Let's let's inject something into somebody 
And, you know, they, 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 have, they have always been illegal, non-consensual experimentation. Okay? So this is nothing new. People just don't want to believe it because they've been conditioned to not believe it. They've been, and, and they're, also, so, they're so afraid. Right. They're so afraid that, you right. know, of, of it scaring and the living daylights out of them that they just right. black and also people, yeah, And also people are ignorant. They don't know. You know, they don't know the history. They don't know the the participants. Okay? Now, you know, every nation um, has... Uh, you know, committed some type of, of violation against its citizens, mostly, right? Yep. And maybe not to the degree of other nations, but let's say, you know, most most nation has. But in terms of what this country and its alignment with what happened in Nazi Germany, yep. okay, that is, is, is beyond the scope of anything that any other nation in, in the world has ever done, right, to deny victims their justice and then to send them in places and then and then to send them in places where uh you know people can be easily manipulated, easily tricked, easily fooled and then continue these experimentations without any supervision of these individuals knowing what they have done. Or maybe, you know, maybe they were supervised and they were in on it. They just didn't care. Right? So, you know, when you when you know, when I talk about these people as being Nazis, I don't want people to take this loosely. I mean, can you imagine what these people have done to other people? Yeah. Read up, look on, look on YouTube. You know, a lot of people try to say, well, you know what, the, the 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 what happened in Germany didn't happen. The Nazis could not have killed so many people, but that's not true because, like I said, throughout the world, you have you have plenty of other examples. You, you know, you have Mao in China. You know, the the the, the social experiment. But close to 50 million Chinese people died. You have uh, uh, Stalin in Russia, where I mean, over 30, close to 30 million Russians died of starvation. Yeah, I mean, they weren't they weren't you know slaughtered and 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 you know put in mass you know shot in, in mass groups and mass graves and gassed and all that kind of stuff. But still, you know, so people cannot say that this stuff doesn't happen because history has shown. The fact that it does happen, it did happen, and it will continue to happen if we let stuff like this just, you know, go unnoticed, uh, go on, uh, you know, untalked about. You know, I mean, these these are, and like I said, you know, Nazis have Nazi children. They don't have Nazi children, they have Nazi sympathizers, people who sympathize with them, people who want to be in the upper echelon, right? You look at all the police shootings here in America, yeah, in South America, police are killing people by the tens, the tens of thousands. The ten, prior to the Brazil Olympics, you know how many homeless people and homeless children were being killed in their sleep in Brazil? Right? Nobody wants to talk about that. They don't say it doesn't happen. And in one week, six Latino men were, were, were shot and killed by the police. None of the, the major media outlet ever co- never covered not one of their stories, not one. So you know, people act like this stuff don't happen. It happens. It happens, and people need to wake up and realize what's going on before it gets too late. I mean, this mind control stuff is is some serious business. I mean, seriously. 
you if you can mind control a whole population, I mean, you can imagine. Can you imagine? Imagine I was a, a a pickpocket. You know, and I learned you know how to do suggestive hypnosis. Man, I can pick so many people pocket. I could have, actually with mind control. I can have them give me my money, give me their money. I can implant that 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 inception in their head that you know what? Okay, I'm gonna write Neil a check. Everybody, everybody in America is gonna write Neil a check for twenty dollars. There's there's what close to three hundred million people in America, so twenty three hundred. It's over it's over three hundred million, like three hundred. Right, right. Well, I mean, ex, ex, including including kids. Let's say excluding kids and 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 um and and the elderly. Let's say one hundred and fifty million Americans, adults. Gonna write me a check for twenty million dollars, right? You know how much money that is. The twenty million dollars. <laughs> you mean you mean twenty dollars? Yeah, twenty dollars. A hundred twenty dollars. A hundred and a hundred and fifty million people in America is gonna write me. Each of them are gonna write me a check for two, for twenty dollars, or send me a money order for twenty dollars. You know how much money that is, right? Just just imagine if you have the capability. To mind control large groups of people to do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, and and and, and with this election well, coming they up, don't, they don't got to do it that way. That's going to be too obvious. So what? 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 Well, they no, do I'm just, that they I'm hack just into, just, No, listen. Listen. I'm what they do is that they hack into, you know, seventy-five million people bank accounts. They take right. Yeah. Five out, they take off five dollars right. each. You no, know, right. it goes on noise. Nobody knows. Nobody says right. you know. And, right. and exactly. That's it, right? right. And they, unless but they I, do that, they yeah. do that three or four times a year. You know, right. that's yeah. you know, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's major money, two, uh, yeah. about two billion dollars. Right? Yeah. I mean, I was just using that as an example, you know. But still, it, it, it like I said, it, it it really, you know, bothers me that I mean, really and truly, I mean, why are these people in my trousers? Like seriously? Yeah. I mean that that is some sick shit. Yeah, they, 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 I tell you, they know what they're doing with, with the technology. They know what they're doing. People are just, you know, ridiculous. And see how, and then, you know, they use certain tactics to, uh, you know, like for instance, today, uh, they had brought a new stove into the apartment because, you know, the old stove didn't work. Maybe um, you turn it on with light, you had to basically uh, use an external lighter, like a match to light the stove, right? Right. So they, Got a new store this morning. Yesterday, uh, they changed the fridge because the old fridge wasn't any good. We had that that fridge had been there for like over ten years, right? So they finally changed it. So now they have, you know, my next door neighbor. You know, she's uh, she's a person, big time person. You know, they use her when I was working in the city. I used to see her around my job all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, she started showing up around my job about the time I go to lunch. I usually go to lunch around 3 o'clock. And when I leave the building, she will always be walking down my block, right? And it was synchronization because the minute I exit out the building, she's right there. And this happened, these happen right. regularly, many, many times. So they send her to knock on the door, and they wanted my sister to sign something on there. But she was reading it, and she was like, since... The, the new owner take, took over, the block has been quieter. So I turned around and I said, what? I said, what the hell is this? What is it? What did you 
what what does the block being quieter has to do with him taking over some of the buildings? There's five buildings on the block. There's two by Schenectady. Uh, Actually, there's more than five. There's two by Schenectady. Five in the middle. Then one at the end by Troy. So that's six. No, I'm sorry. That's that. That's um, eight, right? That's eight. The five is in the middle, so it says eight. Um, so we uh, he owns six of the uh, six or seven of the buildings. Yeah, he owns seven of the buildings, right? And so he's going around having people find stuff that's saying that since he took over the building. The block has been safe. The block has always been safe. This block has always been safe. This block doesn't have a lot of, you know, uh, you know, crime and stuff like that. So I'm like, why does he want people to sign this? You know, right. why is that? You know. So I think what it is is that they're trying to. Not there's like a lot of uh, surveillance cameras from the buildings, right? But the police are tapping into those surveillance of cameras just to yeah. you know to spy on people, right? Right. So, you know, that's one way of them getting approval of tenants, right? But they but the, it's very interesting that he comes and set her with it today, tonight, you know, and you know I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at it like. Wow, you know, and I think it's because also I see a lot of white people have been moving in on the block. So you know, of course, when it was only predominantly black people, they didn't put surveillance camera in. They didn't, you know, what I'm saying, they didn't do all of that stuff. But as yeah. soon as white people started migrating into the neighborhood, you know, they opened up gyms. Uh, you know, you see a lot of these uh, stores that would never would have come into the black neighborhood. They never no longer black. They would come into the neighborhood and, you know, have a, all these businesses wouldn't even be here. So being that white people start to migrate, you know, the neighborhood has become gentrified. Now you see all these businesses that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't see, that you would probably see in Manhattan or uh, Fort Greene area, downtown Brooklyn, you know? Right. And so, you know, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I was like, wow. So I see the tactics that they use for having people sign, you know, these things that says, oh, you know, you know, you know, the owner, the block being quiet has nothing to do with the owner of the building. Right. Okay. It has nothing to do with the owner of the building. So, uh, you know, and I see, you know, you have some people that moved in and they moved out. Um. Because you know they've been raising the rent uh, a lot on uh, on certain people, you know. Even here, even in this apartment, they they're trying to raise the rent, you know. So this apartment needs some repairs done, and well, he's trying to get more money from the city. So what they do is that, you know, the city inspector comes, they inspect the, the apartment, and I guess he has some. They have some some uh, program to where. They get refunded some some of the money, so he's you know so what they do is that they inflate 
the the cost of the repairs, and they're trying to get it from the city. So all of a sudden now, you know, your fridge, your stove, all that stuff, right? They're trying to get that money. They're trying to get on 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 our bid size. So you're like, oh yeah, you got new fridge, so that's fine. Yeah, you have to. I'm like, no. <laughs> I've been telling myself, I was like, don't sign that. Right. You don't know what they up to with that. No. So, well, you know, most in a lot of places, and especially in the, in the other cities too, a lot of these landlords, um, you know, they're they're pretty, you know, pretty tight with the police. So they'll they're, they'll let you know certain things happen. So, for example, you know, um, they may like crooked cops. They may um, they may have uh, apartments rented to um, let's say prostitutes. Um, you know where they where they can do their business, or or you know, or drug dealers where they can do their business, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or whatever. Um, they set up shop in these, uh, and because they're they're pretty tight with name with you know with the landlords, and in some cases, some of two and three police officers who you know may invest in a property and you know and do things that way, right? So you know, the, so that's just you know that's just part of 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 the of of, of a circle. To keep crime, you know, in your neighborhood, and also to rack up, you know, arrests, in a sense. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a great book that I read, um, "The Condemnation of Blackness," that explains all of that stuff. It just explains the whole scheme, you know, how they how they do. It's like, um, like people remember, like, you know, like a lot of folks used to booth back in the days, is going to department stores and steal clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it, you know, there's a system where you have people that work in department stores. That you know, um, that have you know, they crew. They come in, um, they go to the register, they act, they act like they're paying for the clothes, right? But they really don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, it's, it's, it, you know, it, the scheme is a, it's a scheme. A lot of things they do is, is a scheme, and um, you know, folks got to be careful, especially uh, folks who are living next to uh, in buildings where you know these types of things are happening. Because you never know when you're gonna get caught in a crossfire. Yeah. I mean, you know, when they when they in an apartment, um, you know, next thing you know, they'll they'll raid your apartment. And, uh, oh, that's the wrong apartment. <laughs> you know, I mean, how many times have that happened? Right? How many times have that happened? Yeah. And uh, you know, so folks got to be careful, especially you know, targeted individual. If you find that your your apartment building or complex or you know anywhere where you live is being constantly raided, go to the police department, okay, make sure that they know that, you know, that you are a law-abiding citizen living in such and such apartment, and you don't want any errors talking about they got the wrong apartment, because that has happened plenty of times. Yeah, well, you know, they, you know, they, 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 they do that. It's not that they don't have the, the wrong apartment. What it is, they want to see who is in the apartment that day. You know, and they try to make it seem oh, yeah. like oh, it's, it's a it's a false, and they do that all the time. Right. They, you know, they 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 do that shit all the time. It's not like right. and and then they know what they do. They know what they're doing. This is how they try to like you know like if there's an if there if there's an apartment building that they're scoping out, they want to see which apartment who 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 lives in who lives in that apartment lives in that apartment. So what they do is that they'll come, they're knocking your door, they'll act like oh we look at person such and this is the address that we have for this individual when it's not, okay? Because they don't show you no proof. This is what they do. They don't show you no proof. You have to just take their word for it. And people are not smart enough to say, 
no, you cannot come in here. You want to come in here? Get a warrant. You have a warrant. Let me see the warrant. Okay? Exactly. Because once you open that door, right, sure. and you, your, you let them in your, your apartment, they can do whatever they want to do. They can, they can put, yeah. plant drugs. They can plant guns. Whatever right. it is. People have to be careful, especially black people have to be careful. A lot of black people, especially black religious people, they're with their, where, where if you're not doing anything, you have nothing to worry about. That's BS. These people will plant drugs in your house, in your apartment, whatever. I mean, of course, okay. and we see, and we see plenty of examples of that too. Look at look at the guy who got shot in Charlotte, where the cops planted the gun next to him. You see that video? Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. video where you see the cops throwing the gun down next to the guy, right? Next to the guy. Yep, yep. And look at the the guy uh, the guy in Albany who um who who left who um you know the the, the police informant um you know went into his store and when he went to the back planted I think it was like five crack, or six boxes of crack. crack. Yeah. Right? And, and, and the thing he has a, he has he has he has surveillance right. cameras to prove right. uh, he would he would have been in jail for a long long time. Right. So you know we see examples of that you know all the time uh, of of police officers doing that. Yeah. And but you know you but know, you, you know, look you know what man you know the thing is that uh, certain people in America you know they just don't care they don't care because you know what it's something that they they've grown up uh, being told that this is what they should do to black people. Black people are, are not human or this and that. It's just a kind of level of fear. And so, you know, it's not it's not surprising when they kill an innocent black person that they end up getting away with it because the rest of, right. you know, the majority of white Americans don't see black people as beings. They don't see black people as being uh, equal. So that's that. But anyway, look, I, I want to uh, start the uh, show recorded. Um, this you know, this is a pretty, like I said, New York, but the New York NYPD is, is a highly sophisticated police department with uh, surveillance. Oh, so when, when you have, when you have surveillance technique, that's just right. what make your mouth drop, all right? Their, no, their, not, their network have, is, is as vast as the CIA and the NSA. Well, yeah, because, you know, when you have police officers. Let me, let me, let me, let's discuss this after. Let me, um. I want to, um, you know, do, read the article, and we can discuss that after. All right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so this this article comes from the Intercept, right? And it was written uh, September twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen. Called the walking tour of New York massive surveillance network. Earlier this month, on the fifteenth anniversary of the nine eleven attacks, the lower tip of Manhattan was thrown was thrown with soldiers in uniform, firefighters marching with photos of their lost friends into their backpacks, and tourists bumbling around the new mall at the World Trade Center. Fire trucks and police cars zing the 40 Park and white ribbons adorn the iron fence around the churchyard on Broadway. Trash cans were closed up, signs announcing temporary security lockdown. So it feels a bit risky to be Climbing up the street pole on Wall Street, closely inspect a microwave radar sensor, or be lingering under a police camera, pointing and gesturing at the wires and antennas connected here. Yet, it was also entirely appropriate to be doing just that, especially in the company of Ingrid Burns, author of the new book, Networks of New York. Illustrated field guides to urban internet infrastructure, which 
points out that many of the city's communication surveillance programs were conceived and funded in response to the attack. In her book, Burrington, a writer and artist, has sketched a piece of the internet that are visible and that are visible on and above the streets of the city, and has explained the business interests and politics behind their installation. The book is designed to make the internet tangible. And with that in mind, Barrington, who I first met, she worked on a software project for the Intercept, agreed to take me and a friend on a tour of what she found in the financial district. Again, inside 55 Broadway, office building a few blocks north of the famous bronze bull statue. I, a black NYPD branch camera, about the building entrance. I used to work in the building and saw Papata at his offices, and I remember awkward elevator rides with armed counter-terrorist cops. The building is home to the city domain awareness system, which collects and analyzes information Police cameras, radars, license plate readers, and more. The main awareness system was built in partnership with Microsoft, which is selling the software to other cities, with New York getting a cut of the profit. According to Burns, a number of the system's cameras belong to private entities, including companies like Goldman Sachs and Pfizer, who have access to the facilities at 55 Broadway. Across the street, which is marked with orange scribble, orange being the server verb, uh, the save verb, or the server verb, I'm not that word, S U R V E Y O R. Servitor, I guess, uh, colors of making underground communication capable. Symbols of the in the intersection indicates fiber optics and cable TV. The internet is, in fact, a series of tubes, Burrington writes in her guide, and downtown Manhattan, she adds, is really crowded on the ground. At each intersection, we look for NYPD cameras and information gathering device owned by the Department of Transportation. Burrington pointed out green boxes stored in little drawers. Those are signal control boxes that collect data from traffic cameras, easy pass scanners, microwave, radar sensors, all that track the movements of cars, regular traffic lights, and portals. There are plenty of urban planning reasons for this data collection, but Burrington notes every camera that belongs to a city agency is essentially also an MIP camera. So, like I said, you know, we have all these cameras in the building, you know, but all you know, ultimately, they are connected to the NYPD. So they can access any camera in any building at any time. A lot of internet infrastructure resides in buildings that once housed earlier modes of communication. Those buildings still bear the, the aesthetic of another era. Early 20th century communication companies like Monet, Dicker, Especially lightning bolts, in contrast to the bland, cutesy logo today's internet giants hide behind, went to 75 Broad Street, once home to the International Telephone 
Telegraph Corporation. In the story, it is a colorful mosaic of angels with a lightning bolt, two globes showing northern and western hemisphere, among other things. Buildings now houses a data storage center. Verizon, meanwhile, occupied an odd deco skyscraper, West Street, that was once New York Telephone Company. Before being shooed out by a guard, got a glimpse of the lobby ceiling illustrated with imperialist motif of communication across cultures of the world by two African figures drunk. With Burrington Guide, you start to spot things. Above a restaurant, you notice some rectangular salt towers that have been hand painted to look like the brick wall behind them. The urban version of highway salt towers you may have seen masqueraded as pine trees. I asked Burrington what she hoped people would do with her guide. It is empowering to know what you're looking at, but also overwhelming to consider the scale of the apparatus run. Burrington described a public record battle she lost to get the location of NYPD campus. The city said the data could help criminals. In the process, Burrington realized that the data she was seeking wouldn't count for unmarked cameras, privately owned cameras that could be turned over to police. The map in the entire surveillance network of a city required complete efforts to become quickly updated. Instead, her aim is fostering curiosity, she said. On a local level, organizing to get data for a specific purpose could be politically useful. You can look at the disparities of high-speed internet access, but you can look for evidence of over-policing. But just ask simple questions like, who owns stuff? Why does it end up where it ends up? Who does it benefit? Good to know, Microsoft is a corporation that has a large stake in New York City's surveillance system team and expanding them to other cities, Burton said. Or take Link NYC, a program that makes old phone booths the Wi-Fi kiosk of the city. Link NYC is run by a private entity, and it's been most mostly available. I'm sorry, it's been mostly able to brush off concerns about privacy policy. It's also largely immune to public record requests. Then there's Lockheed Martin, which is engaged in a lawsuit with the MTA over a much delayed program to install surveillance cameras in the South. Valid privacy. Civil liberties concerns aside, Burton said, we also have these bondables where the equipment is not even doing what it's supposed to do. Burton points out that infrastructure is often designed to be ignored. Field Guide, with its cheerful drawings of manhole covers and cable markings, turns the infrastructure into something ordinary and familiar, not intimidating not some magical process of which videos appear on your phone. It is effective, visible, she said. But if it's taken for granted, you lose the ability to make decisions about how to do it. So if you walk around Manhattan, you'll find all, if you know what to look for, you'll see all these uh, surveillance equipment, cameras, mic 
wave uh, transmitters um, and, and and they can look like anything all right Let's talk about how microwave um, transmitters how they paint it to look like the brick wall so it's a form of camouflage so that you, you know the eyes are not really fixated on the tributes as a portrait being painted something totally different from what the building looked like Right, it would stand up, but they know how to cover stuff up. You know, city police department is one of the most sophisticated in terms of technological uh, uh, use and ownership of equipment that is used in the building. Also, work together with the CIA as well as uh, Israel, Israeli government, information sharing and training, and purposes of surveillance equipment, as well as uh, drones <clears throat> and other things, um, you know, which is, which, is, which is unbelievable if you ask me. You have a police department that have better equipment or about the same equipment as the CIA and the NSA. They're able to track. They also use uh, surveillance equipment that are secretive. Such well, was, some of them were secretive until they were exposed, such as the uh, Stingray. Right, and and let me just interject for one second. Not only that, but mm -hmm. the New York Police Department has also sent police officers over to Israel to train with the to military. Israeli yeah, military. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We all know how repressive are they, uh, are they the, the are Israel they is. You know, we 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 all know how repressive. Israel trained their soldiers in terms of dealing with the Palestinians, and as well as um, black, the Palestinians, but, black, but the but as well as black Africans, yeah, but yeah. as well as black Africans, yeah, yeah, uh huh. So, you know, but it, it's 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 incredible, and like I said, you know, all these, you know, what they've done, the NYPD have done, is that, uh, and especially because a lot of the real estate, uh, the apartment buildings are owned by uh, Jewish. Uh, you know, uh, people, okay, Jewish uh, uh, developers, okay, and so they have installed all these cameras. Like I have, I live on the first floor. On the first floor, there's there's a camera that's outside the building. Two cameras that's outside the building. There's one as you enter. There's two doors. So there's one as you enter into the building that's facing towards you as you're coming into the building. Then as you pass that camera, there's another camera that's right there so that when you're leaving the building, it it, it sees you. So, you, you know, they have everything covered. So you, you leave the building, it sees your face, and then you go outside to see your back. When you come in, it sees your face, and as you go all the way in, it sees your back. And I'm sure there's cameras upstairs on every floor. I have not been up on, you know, for as long as I've been living, I think I must have been up on the second floor maybe twice, okay? But I never really go up the stairs in the building. And um, but there's, there's cameras everywhere, you know? And these are all connected to the NYPD. NYPD has access to these cameras. So they can, like for me, even a target, I know they spy on me when I come in the house and leave the house, you know? <clears throat> so when they can't uh, spy on you using you know, 
you know, uh, starlight or your cell, cell phone signal. Tap into the camera to see when you're leaving, when you're coming in. You know, and that's the, that's what's happening here in New York City, okay? The NYPD has a vast network of spies, right, what they call community, uh, they call it community uh, service or whatever, whatever the name, I forgot the name of it, but um, community committee or what have you, they all work in tandem uh, with the NYPD. And the NYPD uses them as, as spies. And so you may not even be doing anything, but you're, you're still being spied on. You know, so they know exactly where you, where you are, how you're moving. Uh, they know this. They know that you're driving your car because, again, a lot of um, uh, cameras out there, especially uh, in these street, the street lights, they have cameras on them. And, you know, they're not taking your picture when you run a red light or you're speeding, but they're reading every license plate of the cars that pass by and storing them in their database or running them through the database to see if anything comes up, right? So it's 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 24-7. This is George Orwell. George Earl Orwell, who wrote 1984, talks about Big Brother, surveillance state. This is exactly what's happening. And, you know, I think George Orwell, he knew what was happening. He knew, you know, that this was going to happen. How did he know this? Did he have inside, inside information? And he probably did. He probably did, and, and they tried to make him look like he's crazy. Okay, they tried to, uh, you know, they run a psychological campaign on him to label him and make him look like he's crazy. But ultimately, when you look back and you read 1984, you'll see that he was absolutely correct in his assessment. So, again, I think, you know, a couple of years from now, people are going to look at the TI community and say, you know what, these people were absolutely correct. You know, history will will vindicate us, you know. Uh, unfortunately for us, it, it's not going to, you know, I wish that it, it would be, we, you know, we could be vindicated in now, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think history will, uh, will look back and say that, you know, these people uh, were absolutely correct in what they were saying, okay? All right. So, okay, so let's let's go on to the another article, and this one is on the opposite end of the United States, and this is, um, this is happening in Northern California, all right? And it says, police use of social media surveillance software is escalated, and activists are in the digital course here. Now, this is quite tough for all over again. This is what is called uh, legalized, or not legalized, but, you know, somewhat legal quarter pro. You know, even though a lot of the software they're using uh, haven't gotten the approval of anyone within the government, within the community boards, you know, that police are taking it upon themselves to implement these software, to implement these tactics, to spy and intimidate on political activists. Okay, so this is written uh, September 22nd, 2016. It's on the ACLU uh, website. Those who are saying that speaking out against police violence or government overreach shouldn't land you in a surveillance database, but it can and it does. The ACLU of California has received thousands of pages of public records 
revealing that law enforcement agencies across the state are secretly acquiring social media spying software that can swept activists into a web of digital surveillance. This set of public record requests is part of our ongoing work with community groups with community groups to shine a light on surveillance technology and call for community control in decision making around police. Last year, we worked with local activists in Fresno to unveil that its police department was using a media sonar social media surveillance tool that boosts the capability their capacity to identify so called threat to public safety by monitoring hashtags such as Black Lives Matter, Don't Shoot, I'm Unarmed, Police Brutality, and It's Time for Change. But we had a hunch that Fresno was not an isolated case. So this summer, we requested records from 63 police departments, sheriffs, and district attorneys across California. And what we learned from the document was alarming. Of the response we received, 40% of the agencies, 20 in total, have acquired social network and surveillance tools, many of them in the last year. We found no evidence in the document of any public notice, debate, community input, or lawmaker vote about use of this intrusive and invasive surveillance, and no agency produced a use policy that would limit how the tool were used and to help protect civil rights and civil liberties. The utter lack of transparency, accountability, oversight is particularly troubling because social media surveillance software used by California law enforcement, tools like Media Sona, X1, Social Discovery, and Geophilia are powerful and our records from Fresno and several other communities reveal that some have been marketed in ways to target protesters. A record shows that geophilia, marketing material, for instance, referred to unions and activist groups as overthreats, suggests that the product can be used in ways that target activists of color. At least 13 California law enforcement agencies have used or acquired geophilia. In one exchange with law enforcement, a company representative suggested to San Jose police that they should use the product to surveil the Ferguson situation, even though the city is roughly 2,000 miles from Ferguson, Missouri. San Jose police did, in fact, use geophilia Geophilia software to monitor South Asian, Muslim, and Sikh protesters only a few days after acquiring. An email to the San Diego Sheriff trouts a collection of social media content curated by Geophilia following the non indictment of Darren Wilson. And yet another promotional email invites the Los Angeles District Attorney to learn how Baltimore used the software to monitor and stay one step ahead of the riots after the police killing of Freddie Gray. Law enforcement should not be using tools to treat protesters like enemies. The racist implication 
of social media surveillance to, uh, technology are not surprising. We know that when law enforcement get to, gets to conceal the use of surveillance technology, they also get to conceal its misuse. Discriminatory policing that targets communities of color is unacceptable. And secretive, sophisticated surveillance technologies supersede the impact of racial profiling and abuse. The good news is that we've seen that when surveillance is forced into the light, communities have the power to call out racist police and practices and stop discriminatory surveillance on this track. Remember Fresno, armed with proof of Fresno social media surveillance equipment, a diverse coalition of local activists known as Faith in the Valley successfully mobilized and organized to pressure the police to roll back their social media surveillance program. The community is now pushing to pass a surveillance technology ordinance to make sure all surveillance technology are publicly debated. In Oakland, community members organized against plans to build an expansive domain awareness center that would have collected and stored hundreds of terabytes of data on Oakland residents. Now, Oakland has a privacy commission that advises the city council on surveillance decision and is currently drafting a surveillance technology ordinance. And in Santa Clara County, right in the heart of Silicon Valley, a diverse coalition successfully organized against plans to build to buy a Stingray cell phone tracker and then work to enact a comprehensive surveillance technology ordinance that required transparency, accountability, and oversight of all surveillance technology. In this spirit, a powerful coalition of national organizers and organizations is launching a multi-city legislative initiative, community control over police surveillance, to introduce more local laws to bring transparency and community control to the acquisition and use of local police surveillance technology. In this spirit, a powerful coalition of national organizations is launching a multi-city legislative initiative, community control over police surveillance, introduce more local laws to bring transparency and community control of the legislature. Okay, so same thing over. All right, here in California, community members are working in Palo Alto, Fresno, Oakland, Berkeley, Santa, Clara, Santa Rosa, Santa Cruz, to ensure that similar laws are introduced in their cities, whether it's social network and surveillance, stingrays, or something else we haven't heard of yet. It's time to push secretive surveillance into the light. We have the power to stop discriminatory surveillance and put control where it belongs in the hands of the community. Okay, so that was the article from the uh, ACLU. So the, the, there are countless, countless technology out there that is being used by police departments all across the United States that we don't know about. And this is just a few. This is, you know, they've developed social media surveillance software. So anytime you have a, um, you know, you, 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 you you do hashtag Black Lives Matter. He posts that. You know, it shows up on the, on their radar, and you become part of their uh, part of their list of people who they should watch. Who so you so now you are on their watch list. So imagine everybody on Facebook, okay, on Google, 
and you hit hashtag Black Lives Matter, or you tweet it, hashtag Black Lives Matter, you automatically put on a watch. That's crazy. But that's the world we live in today. It's crazy, but it's We're living in a police state. This is a police state. Right. Right? Everything that you do, they have you on the surveillance, even if you're not a threat. And the thing is about it is that the, peop- the, the people, the organizers who they are labeling as a threat are not a threat. Those are people who are standing up for the rights of other people. Who are protesting police brutality, who are protesting the murders of innocent people, and they're they're the ones that are the threat. Right, it's it's abusive. It's it's abusive. It's an abusive use of technology to abuse the rights of people and to infringe upon the rights of people. It's abusive. Mm -hmm. Because when when, when people are not a threat, um, you know, has never been a threat. How could you even justify violating their, their, their private rights? You yeah. can't justify. Hey, did you did, did you log out on the computer? Huh? Did you log out on the computer? No. Well, it says here that you logged out, and uh, <laughs> I think they logged you out because they probably didn't want you to see what they wrote. Just, so, I just typed something. Okay. Okay. So you, okay. So you guess four. Okay. All right. I thought you would guess three. No. I was guess three, and what happened was I had to, um, you know, the Mac doesn't use Flash, um, okay, but yeah. the, uh, the, the, um, the shoe used Flash. I think it has Flash built in, so when I, when I hit Flash, it kind of, I, I guess it kind of like booted me off and then and then logged me back in. Okay. Yeah. Guess, guess 11 wrote you bastard. Uh, who, is guess, who are you guessing up? That's what I want to know. I'm, I'm yeah. a bastard. Who, who, who are you? Right, and and not even that. But what does that make you? Right. You know, coming on a show where people are 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 talking about their their experiences of being abused and violated, and then calling somebody a bastard. <laughs> I mean, you know, what what does that say? It's just it's just madness, you know, the way these people, um, you know, what you know what is what is, what is happening to you know the, the rights of you know of Americans and and you know people living in this country, um, that that is abiding by by the law of the land, uh, that is not um, creating any type of disturbance, but you know who are discussing issues, relevant issues. Um, you know, pretty soon, you know, folks won't be able to talk about anything, not even against, you know, anything against the government. That's why we have free speech. I mean, that's <laughs> they why. Hang, they hang up. <laughs> well, they hang up. Jesse Lemon hang up. So I said, if I'm a bastard, you are a bastard. Love of Jesse Lemon. And I put, you love me, don't you? <laughs> and then they hang up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy. Funny. It's, it's, you know, Pretty soon, you know, we're, we're going to be living in, in, in a Saudi state, like, you know, like, like East, East Germany, um, you know, where folks won't be able to, to criticize or even, you know, any government that, that or even like in China, you know, that's yeah. critical that whenever you critique the government, you know, it's like they, they throw you in jail or, you know, stifling dissent, basically. Yeah. 
New York, you're on the call. Are you there, New York? Yeah. No, no, not you. Look at the New York. New York, on the call. Are you there? Yeah, man. Okay, did you mute yourself? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. I thought they might have muted you because I know I didn't mute you. No, no, no. I, right. I muted myself because when you uh you read the article, I just want to make sure that uh you know what I'm saying there's no background noise going in and stuff. Like okay, that. yeah. So I mean, look at this, man. You know, you have in New York City, you have all these in Manhattan, man. You have all these surveillance equipment and surveillance technology that's on the buildings everywhere you go. There's 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 surveillance everywhere, man. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, especially over here in Manhattan. Shit is ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean it's incre- it's incre- it's incredible, man. I tell you, you know. And um, even over here, like here in Brooklyn, like you constantly see these, um, these NYPD uh, towers, right? But it's they, you know, there um, there's actually you have a police besides it, but they big, they can hold uh, you know officers in there, and, and and it's like you know, like in the prison where you have the uh, the tower guards, right? So here they have that shit here in New York, where it's like on street corners you have these uh, NYPD towers. That had the police up there, you know, surveilling, looking around, just surveilling, you know, the entire the entire block or so what have you. I mean, that should have been that should have been incredible. Definitely. You know, we're truly That's looking at the fact that they're using these drones, man. That yeah, and they use and they're using drones, and they and they are using drones to spy. Yeah. Uh, and basically, they want to have a real time uh, view of the city. So I guess they figure well any crimes they can play, but that's what they say, right? They always they always, they always love to say it's it's to keep crime down, right? That that's the excuse that they use. Is to that's keep, the cover story. They, exactly, but it's not. It's, it's it's to basically monitor every citizen. Okay? Absolutely. It's, I mean, they've it's, even it's, used part of that. They even right, used the Goodyear blimp-looking joints to go over the city slowly, and it's been yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive because if you if you decide you're going to become a political activist. Are you going to form a, 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 a political, uh, you know, um, activist group, right? You automatically are a threat. They automatically label you a threat. So if you're if if you're at, if you're protesting against police brutality, if you're protesting against the use of of um, you know uh, these secret uh, surveillance technologies against the general public, you're a threat to them. Okay, and who knows what is it they do, right? can set you up, they can, you know, look what happened to the guy that, that filmed Aragona here in New York uh, when the police had him in a chokehold, right? They went after this dude. They went after this dude and they set him up and used, uh, they used this girl, this young woman, to set him up, right? And so now he's going to be, uh, I mean, he moved out in New York, but he's, he, 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 has, he got convicted on weapons charge and he faced four years in prison. He has to come back to New York to for his um his you know, so when he has to turn into sentence. No, he there is the trial was already, yeah when he had the trial. He had, oh okay, so for he, sentence he took a he took a plea deal. A plea deal. Oh he got the plea, okay. Mhm. And he they got he, he got four years. But they were constantly they were constantly after him. They were constantly okay. after him and they used the young woman to set him Okay. It, it was an inevitable up. setup of a mm-hmm. waiting game to catch. Yep. Yep. Crazy. So that just—I mean—that just, I mean, that just, just, just to show you how these people, how the how the police 
how they are, right? Quantum Pro all over again. Quantum Pro never, it never ended, you know? It, nah, it never did. Uh, it's like the it new thing. It's called it just went on the ground. It just, yeah, it, just, you know what I mean? it just went on the ground, and what they've done is that they've learned to, um, to not store any official records just in case they get caught, right? So nothing is ever official. But they have a network of people, uh, network uh, within the police department, network with people within uh, society, you know. Uh, for instance, they have, uh, what is the name of the, what is, I forget what you call them. Uh, What is it in relation to? Hmm? But what is it in Hello? Yes, hi, Erica. Hey, how's it going, Nigel? Fine, welcome again. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry for getting on late. It's been a busy day. How was your day? It's, it's, it's okay. I've been, uh, been okay, you know. It's better in the fog at this point. What is the subject matter tonight that I missed out? Um, I read two articles. One on the, uh, an article uh, by The Intercept called a walking guide of New York's massive surveillance network. Uh, wow. You know, yeah, they talk about how you know, if you walk around, well, this is, this is what happens is that the, the author of the article, there's a woman by the name of... Uh, That's interesting. That sounds interesting. I'll, have to, I'll do some more research on that. Uh, since yeah, I Ingrid, Ingrid Barrett, she's the author of a new book called Network. And she basically took a, the writer of the article, uh, a, a tour around New York City, and she was uh, showing her all of the surveillance uh, technology that they have, uh, you know, all over the building. And what they what they are doing is that, you know, that first uh, microwave fast uh, uh, signal technology, they basically paint them the same color, or in this case, uh, they are taking them to look like they're working on the building wall, masses that come apart. Uh, you know, these are all uh, surveillance uh, They're hiding in the same site. So she, was, she, she just she wrote a book called Network of New York, which is an illustrated trio guide to urban and infrastructure, which points out many of the city's communication surveillance programs and how they work funding response to the attack on uh, 9-11. Okay, so you also talk about how uh, Microsoft, Microsoft is one of the biggest uh, producers of surveillance uh, software technology and how Microsoft and New York, the MIPD, work together to develop a lot of these technologies so that 
when Microsoft sells these technologies to other city, New York City gets a piece of the pie. This is very interesting because I saw an article recently that stated that the government is collecting everyone's emails, that emails, when you think you delete them, that they're all mm-hmm. being collected. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything you do, everything you download, say, for example, even if you like everything you're watching, mm-hmm. they're, they're but, collecting. But they also, Erica, they're also using what is called uh, uh, social media surveillance software, right, to, uh, you know, to put your name on a watch list. So let's say, for instance, you're on Facebook <laughs> and you, yeah. you type in you type in hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And you type that you're in, you're in California, right? Yes. So you will automatically be, you're, you will automatically be registered on their list as, uh, as a threat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so there are there there are three uh, uh, social media surveillance software. See what we get to them right now. Uh, one is okay. So the the, the three that the California law enforcement are using, one is called Media Sonar, X One Social Discovery, and Geophedia. Okay. Okay. It says it says that the the uh, it says uh, so social media surveillance software used by California law enforcement tools like media uh, media sonar, export social discovery, and geophilia are powerful, and our records from Fresno and several other communities reveal that some have been marketed in ways to target protesters. Okay, so not only not only are they getting your name, but they're targeting. And then they're, they're, all, they're labeling you as uh, overt threats. Then they're suggest, suggesting that the product can be used in ways to target particular groups of actors. So, for instance, people of color. Right? Okay. They can specifically target people of color using uh, geophilia. Right? So, and not also activists, but also unions. If you're part of the union, right? They're they're all in on your social media. Okay, can I can I read to you? I'm on my Facebook right now. Um, this is extremely interesting. I got on your call tonight, and I thought I was too late, but I think I'm just in time. Do you mind if I read to you something I posted sure. on my Facebook page September 2nd, 2016? Um, this is in response to, I, I pick up a publication called Santa Barbara Independent. This publication is dated September 1st through the 8th, 2016. It's a weekly publication that's free to the general public. Anybody, anywhere, if, they, if they're in that area, they can just pick one up for free. Um, I do not um, live my life by reading horoscopes and things of that nature. I had a very strong feeling on this day to, uh, or not this act, the actual day that I posted, but um, when I grabbed this publication, I just grab it from time to time, but something said, just grab it. So I was flipping through the pages, and 
just, you know, enjoying the articles, and all of a sudden I come across the horoscope page, which I normally skip. And to get to the point, I'm going to read to you what it says here for September 1st, 2016 in the Santa Barbara Independent. And I'm a Libra, born on October 12th. And this is what it says. It says the Illuminati, again, the Illuminati do not want you to receive the prophecy I have prepared for you, nor do the overlords of the New World Order, the Church of the Subgenius, the fake God that masquerades as the real God, or the nagging little voice in the back of your head. So why am I going ahead and divulging this oracle anyway? Because I love you. My loyalty is to you, not those shadowy powers. Therefore, I am pleased to inform you that the coming weeks will be a favorable time for you to evade, ignore, undermine, or rebel against controlling influences that aren't in alignment with your soul's goals. That's what was in the Santa Barbara Independence on September 1st. When I posted it on Facebook on September 2nd, the next day, I put an interesting message. Normally, I do not keep up with my horoscope. Yesterday, I just happened to be reading one of my favorite publications and came across this message by Rob Brzezinski. I can't pronounce his last name. It's spelled B-R-E-Z-E-B-R-E-Z-S-N-Y. What is shocking about it is that for years I have exposed the Illuminati on conference calls and writings and to those who become targeted individuals by this evil group. I understand that men and women who are born into the Illuminati that refuse to participate in evil doing are cut off and placed on a watch list by the group and are followed around for the rest of their lives. I said, folks, this is some really nasty, evil, dark business going on. First and foremost, I'm honored and proud of all the people left in this world that are waking up every day, doing the right thing. Please continue to stand up to evil every day and in every way. Many blessings, peace, and love. Um, I don't know who this man is. I, like I said, I don't normally read horoscopes and stuff like that. Um, but I am very grateful that this person at least had the courage to admit that the Illuminati is real and that the Illuminati has affected many lives in a negative way. And I do need to contact him for that. I do have some questions. But I've continued on with my Facebook page personally, and I just to let you know, Nigel, I don't use my Facebook page to talk about the Illuminati, the New World Order. It's like an escape for me from certain things. So what I've done, I let everybody see this, including my friends, and I made that post that I just read to you public. So Mm -hmm. anybody looking at Erica Gilmore on Facebook can see this publication, which is the picture of the horoscope and the picture of the Santa Barbara Independent side-by-side with my comments. On September 9th, I waited several days later, and I continued with Information is Good Part 1. And I stated to stay on the same vein as my last post, supposedly as of September 1st, 2016, we are now living in the New World Order. I said, personally, I don't feel any different to you. Uh, I said, I believe in the power of the human spirit and that there's power in numbers. The power is in all of us to stand up and defeat evil. So let's do it. Here's something I know you should do is stockpile food and water. Sustainability is something that we need to take into our own hands. Many blessings, peace, and love. And I've continued to post information is good. Part one continued um, on September 15th. And 
the title of that post is called Financial Martial Law, where I include information from Dr. Ron Paul, who is a 22-year congressional veteran. He basically states in this interview that everything you have earned, saved, and invested in is fair game for the United States government to seize. And I talk about how the retirement accounts, which is what Dr. Ron Paul talks about, um, of the U.S. citizens can and will be confiscated in the future, that they're talking about um, issuing a wealth tax on U.S. citizens and also reactive taxes, excuse me, retroactive taxes, which means that if you paid your taxes, the government can come back and say, well, you thought you paid your taxes, but you didn't, and they can retroactively tax you. And if you don't, you end up just going to jail. So lately my Facebook, it's interesting that you bring up how they're watching people because a friend of mine told me this as well. And then before this other friend told me, another friend said, I don't trust Facebook, and commented on they they felt like something not good was going on. And here you are talking about on on your conference call how they're watching people on Facebook. And I think this is very, very interesting because I've now been exposing and telling people stockpile food and water, research financial martial law. I've also posted videos from a man on YouTube called The Analytical Survival, how he talks about how he stockpiles food and water um, and and sustainability and everything else. Um, And to me, I just think, you know, well, what have they do, what have they been doing to people who are targets? They've been they listen in on our phone calls illegally and things yeah. of that nature. So to me, if they want to go on my Facebook page, which is Erica Gilmore on Facebook, um, that's fine by me because I'm gonna yeah, still I'm, keep I'm, doing I'm, I'm sending you a friend request out there. Yeah, send it out. I'll I'll friend request you and I'll even share your information because this is real and and the thing is people have got to make a decision to wake up. They're making a decision to be involved in things that are not going to be productive for them, you know, period, with targeting other people and stuff. But, um, you know, Facebook is a powerful tool. And also I think that my cell phone or landline, your cell phone, your landline, or anybody that has a cell phone or a landline, whatever, um, is a powerful tool. If these people aren't illegally listening in, um, one of the things I appreciate greatly about your conference call is that the knowledge and the intelligence that comes from it and the facts and how you encourage people to do their own research as well. Yeah. And the thing is, we know that perps get on these phone calls, perpetrators get on this phone call, and the way I see it is, is that if a perpetrator needs to come get on a conference call, then they're there because they need to learn something, that a perp is not going to learn the same information from their handler that they would Mm -hmm. from somebody who's being targeted. So I just see it as, hey, look, if people want to do things like this, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to educate these people if it is the last thing I do. And they can't get mad because I didn't invite them in, you didn't invite them in, nobody that's being targeted invited them in. So they can't get mad if they hear information that's factual and true mm-hmm. and, and it involves exposing what they're doing. And it, invo- yeah. and it involves educating other people. 
because that's that's what my function is as a human being is to educate and to empower people. That's what that's what I'm here to do. That's it, and that's not going to change. I don't care if if the Illuminati is listening, the New World Order is listening, some evil people. If you're listening, you will not change my function. You cannot get mad at me for doing the things, do, being who who and what I am. Yeah. You know, they, they just and they can't get mad at you for educating and empowering people through your conference call. They just they cannot. So I don't the Facebook thing. I don't care about it. My phone. It's like I switch my phone over so many times. I don't even care anymore. It's like right. if you you really want to hear what I have to say. When I bring when I come with you with this information, accept it. But you, they can't get mad. That's all I can say. They can't get mad at you. You cannot be mad at you, Nigel, for the things you expose on your conference call, or Neil, or anybody else that, that gets on well, the conference true. call. I, I don't care. They can get mad all they want, Erica. And I know, <laughs> they, and I know they do. And I, this one, I know they do. It's Let me matter, tell you, because it's tonight a, it's a matter of survival. It's a matter of survival. It's a matter of of your 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 humanity. It's a matter of what's right and what's wrong. It's a matter that that. that Based on ethics, justice is a matter that's based on um, on uh, morality in terms of the human condition. You can't expect to to oppress somebody and expect them to smile. You understand what I'm saying? You yeah, can't expect true. to have somebody put their boot on your throat and expect you to smile. You just can't. Yeah, you know if, if you anybody. Know, Anybody accepts that, then they might as well stop living. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So what they what they do, right? And um, this, you know, something somebody had posted something on my Facebook page that talks about uh, Barbados and how Barbados was the first. It was a, what the Barbados was the experiment in terms of how America was going to use slaves from Africa as a source of Income, right? As a cool. as a revenue generated source, okay. And there's something there's something called the Barbados Slave Code, right? And so what it was is that it was a way in which white slave owners would punish slaves who would revolt, who would uh, you know, uh, speak up to them, who would look at them, you know, in a way that they didn't like. And it was like, what to do with those slaves who would do such things? And so when you look at the retaliation tactics that they use against us now, right, it's sort of like that. You know, the difference is we're not, you know, they're not, you know, uh, cutting our nose or uh marking our face or stuff like that, you know, they're not cutting our hands off, but because we are standing up, they are retaliating in such a way, like, for instance, they may um, damage your car, they may uh, poison your food, you know, they they may, uh, if you, let's say if you're dating, they may go to your, to the person you're dating and tell them whatever it is that they tell them to get them to not speak to you anymore. 
So it's, it, it reminded me of that. So when I was reading that earlier, and I was listening, I was watching the video earlier, and, you know, I could see where the retaliatory mentality comes from, particularly with police officers, right, in this country, especially with the police officers dealing with black people in this country. You, you yeah, start nice. to see not, and then, the, not, you know, the, the mentality for those yeah. black people who don't really, who, who don't subscribe to the yes sir, no sir, but it's like, why do you stop having there anything wrong? And these officers that lash out and want to taser you, they want to beat you up, they even want to shoot you. You know, yeah, for instance, she, Sandra Brandt. Right. You know? Well, I mean, so, you have the right You have the right to, to ask a question. It is your right to yeah, ask a question. Yeah, you do. Why? Yeah, you do. You do. Right. And, and, you you know, and let's not forget that, you know, really But they want to punish you. They want to punish you for acting on that right. Because they want right. to punish you because they don't believe you have that right. Even though you have that right, in their mind, they still don't believe you have that right. Because, again, right. And, let's in not the context of what I just said about the, the Barbados slave code, if you look it up, you will get to see exactly how the mentality of these white police officers, the type of mentality that they have, is, is similar to the mentality of the white slave owners back then right. in the 1600s. Well, well Willie, Willie Lynch, Willie Lynch was a was a slave owner, was a, was a plantation owner in Barbados. He was the man who instituted the slave code. He was the man who who, who did all the the brutal things that he taught. The, uh, the 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 southern uh, plantation owners in America they sent for yeah, him. But, you, but listen, listen, you're right. But you have to understand also, yeah, also that uh, part of the South was founded by you know uh, slave owners from the Caribbean, particularly from yeah. Barbados, like South like South I mean, Carolina. They, South, South Carolina was founded by slave yeah. owners from Barbados. Back and forth, back and forth. From the Caribbean to right, North America, to, to North America. America. Uh-huh. yeah. I mean, that's just it was just it was just part of the um, right. So, but, of, you know, but but the thing is that you know, black Americans and black people from the Caribbean have so much in common that they don't right. even realize it. They, they right. don't even realize it. Right. Yeah. No. 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 You know, but 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 let me let, let's let me let's let's get off of that and get back to the um, talk. I just wanted to mention that because this is the mentality that's one to sh- to share of how you know, even with us with Tiaz when we we speak out against what it is that they do and how they're, they're retaliatory. There's always a retaliatory effect, right, of, of when we speak out, when we expose what it is that they do, they retaliate against us because, they, again, they want us to become quiet. And sometimes they retaliate against us in the most, in the most brutal way. Like, for instance, you know, like you, Neil, they poison you. They poisoned me a couple of times. So I don't, you know, when I went to IHOP, I don't even eat at IHOP anymore. Because every time I eat there, I get food poisoning. So I don't even go there anymore, you know. And so, and I refuse to take my kids there also because I, you know, you know, they've been targeting me. So, you know, I can say, you know, well, thank goodness they didn't poison my kids because my kids would probably die if they had poisoned them, you know. But they poisoned me, and let me tell you, there's one time that I literally felt like I was going to die. Okay, I mean, my stomach was hurting so bad; it was just I was cramping up. It was hurting so bad. I threw up so many times. By the time I finished, my throat was sore, and you know, my butthole was like. Really, really. So I couldn't even eat. I didn't eat anything for after throwing up and having diarrhea. I couldn't eat anything for like 24 hours. I couldn't eat anything at all. And so that's, and like a, a, reta- that's a retaliatory thing that they do because, again, I refuse to, to, to stop doing my show. I refuse to stop talking about what it is they're doing. So that, you know, right. I don't even go. You know? Cowardness. Also the cowardness in them, too, because, 
yeah, like like I said, man, you know, I respect people who who speak their mind. I respect people who um, who do what they do, you know, to your face. But you know, these people who go behind your back, poison your food, poison your water, um, you know, uh, uh, damage your 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 equipment, your, your your property. You know, when you're not around, there's just there's just a a, a tremendous you know, for me, a tremendous lack of um, of liking, tremendous lack of 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 um, I wouldn't even say pity because I don't I don't I don't pity them. You know, when when bad shit happens to them at all, a, a tremendous lack of respect for them in terms of of being um, adults and and just being human beings. You know, when you when you have to poison somebody's food, uh, you know, I think that is. That, that's that's worse. I mean, you know, you can you can shoot somebody, but you know, to poison somebody's food over and over again, it takes a special type of of um, of of megalomaniac person to do such a thing. You know, uh, uh, just you know, the 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 despicable behavior of poisoning somebody over and over time. You know, as time and time goes by. There's just something that's very uh, psychotic, something that's very um, uh, 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 wicked and cruel, and 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 just just man, it, the, the word I'm looking for, I just won't come out. But, it's, but these people are, you know, they're 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 premeditated murderers, right? They're they're premeditated um, sociopaths. Everything they do is premeditated because to sit there. And to poison somebody, it takes a great deal of thought before you do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. And and a lot of times these people they are under the impression that if they get rid of the targeted individual, their life is going to improve, things are going to get better, and none of us have anything to do with what's going on in their lives because we don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Here's an article that I just, uh, that came out in April uh, 15, 2016. It says, what do you do when your family was a victim of CIA mind control experiments? It says, what is it like to have a grandmother who underwent CIA mind control experiments? Sarah Ann Johnson, a Canadian-based artist who has been making time-based work on this subject for the past 10 years, is gaining a better understanding of the unpredictable mood swings and abrupt temper tantrums she grew up with. In 1956, her grandmother, Velma Orlico, checked into Montreal Allen Memorial Institute for Postpartum Depression. Orlico was treated by renowned physicist, uh, psychiatrist, Dr. Ewan McGregor, um, not McGregor, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was getting confused with the, uh, with the actor. You and Cameron, whose controversial depatented treatment, prolonged drug-induced sleep comas, followed by multiple doses of electroshock therapy, turned out to be part of Project Empty Altar. Cameron's experiments, alongside other institutions, were funded by the CIA to further mind control studies, which subject unknowingly 
is subjected unknowingly uh, unknowing patients to hallucinogenic drugs and other chemicals. Even though it took place in the 1950s and 60s, it wasn't until 1977 that the U.S. Senate investigated the program and even led a joint committee investigation. Alas, most of the record was destroyed during the Nixon administration. Johnson, the first winner of the, the AIMAI Photography Prize, has celebrated as has created photography, sculpture, performance, and video in an ongoing series exploring how this psychological torture impacted the matriarchal family, two of the most recent works, Hospital Hallway, 2015, and The Kitchen, 2016, are currently being shown as part of Toronto Image Festival until April 23rd. I spoke to Johnson about her work and her grandmother who passed away when the artist was only 14. By the time Holocaust had successfully led a class action suit against the CIA, the first in Canada. At the end of the day, I am interested in how something can come in and break a branch in a family tree and how that trauma sorts itself out from generation to generation, she said. And this is Vice. Uh, growing up, how aware were you of your grandmother's condition? I was very aware of the fact of everything. I knew my grandmother had been brainwashed by the CIA. I guess when I was a bit older and we would be out in public or something would happen, some, someone accidentally bumped into her or spilled something on her. She would, She just couldn't handle her rage and freak out at them. Again, see, this is what she has experienced, you know. When they start with their psychological uh, campaigns, they'll bump into you and stuff like that. And they do it purposely. So our grandmother probably still uh, being part of the program, okay, because it never ended. Okay, so they probably was experimenting, psychologically experimenting on her in the real world until the day that she died. And this is something that they do. Once you're in this program, you know, you don't get out of it, you know. Some, I don't know if I don't I don't know any TI who have ever gotten out of this program. Okay, and so you know this is if I'm going to post the uh, the link because I'm not going to read the whole article there, but it's. Uh, I think that's interesting too that anybody listening they have. <laughs> that this is definitely something for life. Um, and I still remember you and Neil and other people uh, who have really in-depth knowledge about the mind control and the programming itself, that even the people who are doing the stalking and targeting of other people, that they themselves are programmed. So, I mean, how do you switch that off? That's, that's the thing. Yeah, you don't. You know, it's always, you know, you, you don't switch it off, Erica. What you do is that you learn how to to somewhat control some of the emotions, okay? You can't control it all the time, but you but you learn how to control some of the emotions because of what you've learned, okay, about the program. So you know that some of the effect of which, you know, will, will, it will produce. And then there are times when, you know, 
when they're targeting you so bad that you're going to react. You know, you just can't help it. You know? And yeah. so I don't blame the TI for reacting in any way, shape, or form about it. react. I don't blame it at all. Right. For the most oh, yeah. part, but, but, but for the most part, it's learning how to control. The emotions, like for instance, um, you know, I'll send another TI that's so like, you know, every time I go over to, you know, the, my two youngest, you know, their mother's uh, apartment, you know, um, I'm usually over there because the kids are in school now and, you know, she needs help with them. But she definitely cannot handle both of, them, both of these kids. So I go over there and they'll use her to target. So lately what she's been doing She's been doing these hand signals, right? So she'll walk in front of me. And as she walks in front of me, she will put her hands behind her back with the palm of her hands facing towards my direction, right? Or she'll have her hands down to her side. And as she walks away from me, she will turn her hands, one of her hands, or sometimes even both of them, to the direction which was facing me. So I confronted her on it. I said, why do you constantly do that? I said, you know, normally when you walk, right, when you're walking, you know, your hands up to your side, your hands are facing to the side, of you, not behind you, you know, and that's 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 a perp- that's something that's consciously being done, right? Because if if you if you just walk around, if you get up, walk, your hands are to, the, to your side, and you walk around, naturally your hands is going to be the palm of your hands is going to be towards the side of you. Okay, not in the back of you. You're not. You're not going to take your hands and place it behind your back and walk around the house with it like that. Okay, so I, so I, I noticed that she was she was doing that. So I confronted her, and then she was like, "Well, I'm not doing anything." I said, "I don't care if you tell me you're not doing anything. I know what you're doing." Okay, and when I confronted her on it, she stopped. Right. So being that she stopped doing that. To me, either she was unaware and I made her become aware that she stopped doing it, or she was doing it, the fact that I confronted her on it, she stops. Okay, so it's either two options, but you know, the TI sometimes you don't know. So then, uh, the minute after I confronted her on it and she stopped doing it, I started hearing the police sirens. The police sirens went off and they were like wailing. I mean, they were going off and off and off. It was like either two or three police cars, and they were going off. This was like about within a minute after, a minute or two after I confronted her uh, on it. Okay? And then recently, she she was trying to do it on the sneak tip, right? Not doing it so blatantly, but, you know, doing it in such a way that, um, that I wouldn't confront her on it, you know. She so this is what they do when they start doing things when you, you confront them, then they'll try to do it in such a way that you don't confront them, right? So you don't put up the uh, you you don't put up your defenses, right? So you don't put up that fight. So they they'll tone it down, okay? But they still do it, but they do it in such a way that you know it's not so obvious that you would come out and call them out of it, okay? And so I've, I've noticed her doing it. And I was like, okay, so you want to be sick about it? Fuck about it. So I came home, and I've been home ever since. 
and um, she's been calling me about the kids and all that. I'm like, I'm not going back over there. Not this week anymore, you know? Like, you know, they they, they want to, they have their way of retaliating. I'm going to have my way of retaliating. Too. So I know when I'm not there with the kids, she has a hell of a time. Okay? <laughs> because, you know, like my son today, he took him four hours to do his homework. I'm like, why are you taking, why are you taking four hours to do his homework? And he has a project he has to do. Okay? So I'm going to let her deal with it, you know? That's going to be my way of retaliating against her because I know exactly what she's doing. And I've warned her, and she didn't want to listen. So now you deal with the repercussions, okay? So if, you can, if you're a target and you know that they retaliate against you, if you can find a way to retaliate against the people who are within your, within your proximity or who may be within your circle who are targeting you and you can retaliate against them, retaliate against them because for me it's like you have to let them know how it feels so that they will stop. Okay? So hopefully when I get back there next week she'll stop and she'll calm herself down. If not, she's just gonna it's gonna be a lot for her. But she's gonna be there by herself with those two kids. And I just come and get them on the weekend. That's it. You know? And I try to make it easy for her by being there to help her out. Okay? So this is this is this is what they do, right? And and um, so like so like I said, you know, they 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 will find ways and they will modify their ways of targeting you when you confront them. But you still got to confront them. Don't ever be, be you know, don't ever uh, because they want you to be silent. They don't want you to react. And sometimes you don't have to react, but they don't want you to react in a way which is one that which will expose them. Okay. So in this article, we talk about, you know, and as TIs, you know, we all suffer from PTSD. That's, that's, you know, one of the major psychological trauma effects of what has been done, uh, what they have done to us, our mind, our mentality, is that we all suffer. It's like, you know, people go off to war, the soldiers go off to war, they come out of PTSD, we suffer from PTSD too. Every TI. So, you know, we have to be aware of that. So understanding how they do things and understand how our reaction, uh, the reaction that we give uh, towards what they do is key to not always having to blow up, you know. Like for me, I don't even get into arguments with her anymore. I just stay calm and relax and then I leave, right? I may not leave right away because I know that's what they want. So I'll leave like the next day you know, uh, later on during the day, I'll leave, you know, but usually when they get her targeting me, I usually, like, leave right away, get to an argument with you. No, I don't argue with her anymore because it doesn't make any sense for me to argue with her because it's, it's the tactics that they use and that's the reaction that they want. Anytime they can make me feel a certain way negative, you know, they always use the opportunity to make me feel negative. And so what I've learned to just, you know, you know what, okay, I'm not going to give you that reaction because that's what you want. And I'll just be calm, relax, and then, you know, the next day I'll, I'll leave. I'm going to my house. You know, then I come here, and then they have my family again talking to me, but I'm not to deal with them. Dealing with dealing with, with your, my, my family members who talk to me is much easier as opposed to dealing with a stranger talking to me. So they can use my family all they want, but. You know, it doesn't affect me uh, in any way, shape, or form. 
at least not in the way that they, they wanted to affect.
have stood up to what is evil. So many people have lost their lives and been murdered for standing up for evil. And look at how people still continue to this day in 2016. We're here on this phone on the 27th, you know, of September 2016, and people still are divided. They're still hating each other. They're still fighting and all these other terrible negative things, and all of these other people from the past have stood up. We can research them. We can go online and find out about them. We can go to libraries and read about these people in books. It just There's just so much information out there, and it's, there is no excuse anymore for people to be conducting themselves this way is the point I'm getting at, is, is that even before our situations, before you and I, all of us were born, there have been people fighting and trying to wake the masses up or expose evil. And people seem to be conducting themselves worse than what they have been before. Maybe there were some people acting worse before, but I don't know because I wasn't there in those times. But I just kind of get the impression that people don't give a shit about what other people from the past have done. And if every time they target each other or they slander each other or they become jealous of one another or whatever it is, they, they go into this racial hatred or they hate people because of where they live, whatever, whatever divisions they can think of, I kind of just realized that all these people stood up to expose evil because they wanted the masses to no longer be enslaved, to be aware, and to come together. And it just is like they are spinning on their sacrifice. When a person is murdered because they, they've exposed evil, that person sacrificed their life to help people. And it's yeah. like people today, they don't care. They don't give a shit about what these people have done. And they don't give a shit about people right now who are stepping up and trying to do what is right. So I realized that people are doing what they want to do. They want to be that way. It's not like I agree that mind control is real and everything else, but at, at the same time, I'm like, well, but there are people out here, they are doing what they want. They want to be evil. They want to be hateful. They want to do this. And it's just kind of like I can't, I mean, the FEMA camps are real. I mean, it's no joke. It, it is very real. Um, there's so many different things that indicate we are under something and things are going to be happening in the future. Yeah. That involve death. That involve death. Death right. of humans. And Eric, uh, it, it all goes back to the that 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 conditioning about. Um, you know, having to 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 love your enemies and turn the other cheek, right? Not learning from the past, right? Imagine, I mean, I mean, think about it. Think think of imagine if black people accepted the fact that they they were slaves, right? Accepted the fact that they were born to be slaves, right? And turn the other cheek. Everything that was done, mothers, daughters, sons being raped, castrated, hung, uh, uh, lynched, 
um, branded, okay, uh, um, mutilated, and just accept that and love those men and women who despise you, who call you less than human, and then said, okay, well, you're not less than human. You're only, uh, uh, what's that, uh, 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 three-fifths of a human being or whatever, right? So it, just, just imagine that. And, and it, just, it goes to show you that, that, that this, this talk about love your, love your enemies is unnatural because slaves rose up, right? The people in South Africa rose up. The people in, in um, the Aborigines in, in, in Australia rose up. Every group of people who have ever been oppressed, enslaved, at some point in their history, they have been uprising, right? It is unnatural. It is unnatural for a man or a woman to violate your sovereignty and for you to stay silent about it or for you to give them a hug and say, I forgive you. When, when I read that story about that, that, that guy, that cop who put this guy in jail for 20-plus years or 15-plus years, and he gets out, and he's all chummy-chummy with this police officer, right, knowing that this man took away his life illegally, planted drugs on him, right, or whatever, illegally. And you come out of this man ruined your life, and you come out of it talking about, Oh, I forgive him. I love him. I want to be his friend. That is unnatural, right? As a human being, I am disgusted by that guy's behavior towards that that former police officer. You know, and let me even say he chose to forgive the guy, right? But then you want to be friends with the man who put you in jail. See, that is the conditioning that that makes people like that man not a human being in turn because human beings we fight. We are fighters. That's one of the things we are. We are fighters. We are not made to be oppressed. We are not made to be done wrong to and then expect the person who has been wrong to love the person that wrong them. That is a classic example of Stockholm Syndrome. Like a woman who's, who's been kidnapped and raped over and over again, and then she falls in love with her rapist and has his children and has a family. That is unnatural. I'm not saying that things don't happen, but that is unnatural. I agree with you. and things like like that. And with family, I, the scripture that they would constantly bring up about how if your enemy needs food, you feed them, if your enemy this or that, and that the purpose of doing that, the Bible says, is so you can reap fiery coals upon their head. And I told my family, which we got into a debate about this, you know, Nigel and Neil, that I told them, I said, I don't, I don't want to nurture and feed my enemies. 
I want them to go away. I want them either dead. I want them, I don't want to be there to do that. I said, I don't feel that way towards people who are my enemies. Why would I feed somebody and give them nourishment so that they can get the strength to target me again? Exactly, because what that, what that does is it empowers your abuser to want to abuse you more. Because they're not yes. going to stop. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. I don't believe they will either. I do not believe that somebody who is absolute pure evil targeting me, you, Nigel, any, any other person on this phone who's a targeted individual, that if you feed them and are nice to them, um, that they're just going to become your friend and that they're somebody you can trust. I don't believe people like yep. I don't believe people like that change because why 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 first of all that why are they doing this to you to begin with? It doesn't make any sense. And it just why do you need that person's friendship when you can build and put your time and your energy building a relationship with somebody who really loves you, that you can trust, that's really a true friend. Why would you want to put time into somebody who is an enemy of you? I don't, that part I don't get. And with my family who are Christians, they would tell me, well, you know, that I wasn't being very Christian, that I should be concerned with the spirituality of my enemies. And I would say, if they don't care about their spirituality, why should I? If they don't care about their spiritual life, why should I? I would tell them that. And, and Eric, let me just interject. And that is, and that is because, you know, psychologically, that that is that is one of the worst form of brainwashing. It really is. It's one of the worst form of brainwashing, right? Because because if people in in the Christian faith really believe about forgiveness, right, they wouldn't seek prosecution for all those priests who are raping young boys, right? They wouldn't seek forgiveness for the man or the woman who murdered a member of their family or, or, or a babysitter who abused their children, right? And they, they, would, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't seek to prosecute those, prosecute those people. They would just say, you know what, I'm a Christian, I believe in forgiveness, and I forgive you. So it really goes to show you that, that you know, it, it's, it's only when it's not happening to them that they say that. Right when it's happening to them, all that forgiveness shit goes out the window. That's the truth. That's right. That is the truth. I mean, you see it over and over and over again. I've known people who who had, when I was living in Brooklyn, whose family member were murdered, right? And you hear people consoling them, saying, you know, uh. Uh, uh, you know, God give you strength and, and, and forgive the person who did this to your, your son or daughter. Don't don't give them your power. No, when you shut up and you do nonsense like this, you are giving them your power. But then with those same family members, when, when a month or two years go by, when one of their children is murdered, they don't want to hear nothing. They don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear shit about forgiveness. I don't want to hear that. I want that person dead or I want him in jail. These people, listen, these people talk, but they don't know what they're talking about. 
They're, they're extremely hypocritical. They don't think about the things that they say. Because whenever they say something, it always comes back to bite them in the butt. It's, it's the, the rhetoric is so illogical and so unreasonable, I really don't understand why it's even coming out of their mouth. And I think most people are reasonable. But obviously, you know, 3.5 billion, you know, or, or 4 billion, whatever, whatever, is proving me wrong in my belief that most people are reasonable. Because for you to say to me that, Neil, I know you're being poisoned every day. I know that someone has given you cancer. I know that someone has tortured you from since you were a child. Experiment on you. But you must find it in your heart to forgive those people. You must find it in your heart to love those people. And those people are still, those people and whomever, you know, came into the fold after are still doing what they're doing. You want me to love and forgive? You know, I, I said something, uh, and, and a, lot of, a lot of times they do what they do because of guilt, right? They're afraid that you might do the same thing to them so they continue and continue and continue. And my argument is, well, what if, I were to do that to you knowing that you will always do that to somebody else. Would I, would I be wrong? If you're no. afraid if, if you're afraid of, of what because what you did to me that I'm going to turn into a terrorist and I've shown no no uh, 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 no inclination of becoming a terrorist, right? But what if somebody do something to you to prevent you from doing what you do to other people so that they don't turn into into future terrorists? Would I be wrong? Most people people don't understand the logic. Most people don't understand the psychology of these people. When you have... Uh, 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 parliament members in Israel saying that we need to kill every Palestinian baby coming out the mother's womb. Matter of fact, go to the hospital, blow up the whole damn hospital because they might be future terrorists because of what we are doing now to the Palestinians. That is highly illogical. That is highly unreasonable. That is highly uh, um, genocidal in a sense. So what if somebody say, you know what, okay, well, maybe Hitler was right. Maybe we need to do that to the Jews again so that they don't do what they're doing to the Palestinians or to anybody else. Would the rest of the world be wrong? Because what's happening in Palestine is genocide. Would the rest of the world be wrong with attacking Israel for committing some of the worst atrocities on the face of the earth? Would the rest of the world be wrong? Because the rest of the world don't think Israel is wrong for doing what they're doing. See, people need to look at that. Wow, yeah, it's true. There's a lot of truth in that because, yeah, I don't see myself forgiving the people of no, I mean, not, not when they're continuing to do this to you day in and day out. 
and I, I don't. I don't. And in fact, I've I've explicitly stated that traders, any of the people in stocking groups, that they need to experience the same things that they inflict on the targeted individual. And I stand by that 100%. I always will. And that's just it. I, I don't. I, I think that they need to experience it. If they think it's okay to do certain things to other people, they need to experience it. Right. And let me just say, I don't. I don't ever think. I don't ever think Hitler was right for doing what he's. I don't ever think it's right to to to, to mass murder a particular group of people for any reason. But I'm just giving an example. All right. If you if they're they're claiming that they're trying to prevent terrorism, and it's proven be, because what they're doing creates terrorism. So my thinking is, well, I can stop terrorism by stopping those who are doing what they do to other people, creating terrorists. So we stop those people, then we stop terrorists because they won't be able to create any. Is that is that illogical in thinking that way? I mean, no, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But, you know, right, it's very reasonable. But, but yeah, but the but but the people who are the ones that are really creating terrorism, they 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 work for the government. Right, they're they're, they're in the secu- they're in the security agency, so right, and that's know, exactly my point. That that's that's my point. Is that if they're going to try to justify the same way they're trying to justify. I can justify to a greater degree. Uh, I mean, it, because it is proven that if you if you leave people alone to live a peaceful life, yeah, but all right, you can justify, you can you can justify, right? But the only difference is that you know these people they get away with what they do in Scotland. You and I can't. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Because we're not we're not in the position, you know, to get away with anything. Right. And even if I wasn't in a position to get away anything, you wouldn't do it. No, you wouldn't do it anyway. Right. Yeah, I know you're saying, but I'm just, I'm just making a point. I'm just saying, you know, that's 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 how it is, right? But these people, they can do whatever they want to do. They're in the CIA. They're in the NSA. They can murder, kill. They can they can bomb. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that they are in those agencies, and those agencies are the ones that's charged and protect them and charged, so they can make up any excuses that they want, and which they normally which they which they do. You know, because nobody in those agencies has ever, ever got prosecuted for crimes against humanity. No one ever has. And I doubt no one ever will. Okay, just as long as the mentality of these people, they're all the same, one after the next. Next person that becomes the 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 uh the secretary or whatever or the the uh the head of the CIA, the head of the NSA, you know, they all have that same mentality. Right? So they're not even lucky. They're not even thinking about that. All they, they, they you know, they're just an absolute power of corrupts. Okay? Yeah, all those people, and all those people there have absolute power. They all, they are all corrupt. That's without a doubt. They are all corrupt. 
those and those in the lower uh, end of the spectrum that work within those agencies and try to expose what's going on, they are the ones that are being prosecuted and being sent to jail. Okay, not the people who are actually committing, you know, treason. Not the people who are committing mass murder. No, not the, not the ones who are who are uh, who are falsifying, uh, you know, documents and stuff like that. Who have created false flags, you know, uh, and turned the people into terrorists so they can arrest them, so they can claim that, you know, that they actually do something you know, for the sake of national security. These people there, you know, they they're getting away with it. That's that's the sad thing. That's a very sad thing. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with my call, but uh, I can't log back into to my show. So when I when I click to log back in, it says stop my call, and a new a new window comes up, and I'm the only one in there. But when I looked when I looked in my uh, in the talk show, my uh, my call profile with my call on there, see I have seven seven participants in there. When I click on it, there's no one in there. So again, you know, it's a good thing I uh, changed the uh, the. I went into in the beginning because I couldn't do a recording, so I had to go and update the call so it would report automatically when I call in. So I'm hoping that you know when this call is over, that it, it the call will be reported. But it may take a while for it to show up because I think after a certain hours then the call ends automatically. So, they, like I said, they, they didn't, uh, the article that I found tonight, they did not want me to uh, talk about them. They did not want me to uh, expose them because, again, this is exposing their technology that they're using, and they do not want anyone to uh, to become aware of what it is that they are doing. Exposing them is, is is always our best thing to do. So you know, we gotta keep doing what we gotta keep doing. Erica, are you still there? Erica, I I don't know if she's there or not, and I can't see anybody else. Paul. Alright, well, I want to say goodnight. I, I can't end the call because, again, I have no way of doing it because of what was done to the call. Uh, there's no way I can end the call. Uh, I think I got dropped. Okay, you got dropped. Okay, because I was just saying if you were there or not. Yeah, you know, they basically what they did, Erica, is that uh, when I went to um, start my show and I clicked to start the show and, and the, um, the, the talk show web client open up, all right? It says retrieve the call info, and I have no option of controlling the call. So, and, the, and it couldn't be recorded. So I had to basically uh, hang up and go into the call menu 
and do automatic reporting, then I have to call back in for it for, for the call to be reported. So I have no control over the call right now. So I'm getting ready to end the sh- end the call, and I can't end it. So wow. it's gonna it's gonna yeah it's gonna record because I think after a certain amount of hours it stops recording. So I'm gonna have to just you know there's nothing I can do. But again, that's because they didn't want me to share the information that I shared. Yeah. And so then also the the call the the web client I got logged out when I logged back in. Okay, see, now I see you're on there. Okay, now you're on there. Neil, are you there? Yeah. Okay, so Neil's on the call, but I can't see Neil. Erica just called in, and I can and I can see Erica now. She's on there, but you're not on there. I think Noah from Texas had called in. I don't see him on there, and uh, New York was on there, called in. I don't see him on there either. So they may have to just hang up and call back in again. But, but, you know, but that's what happened. This is what they do, you know. And I was telling you, know, because they had locked him out of his uh, YouTube page. Wait, who, now, who locked out the YouTube page? Uh, this guy from New York, T.I. Uh, from New York. Do you know that YouTube, so many people have stated that YouTube has been taking down their videos and that Facebook, people have been protesting, saying that Facebook is not allowing they're posted being seen. Also, have you have you guys heard about this? That part. Oh of yeah, Facebook? yeah. Facebook do it all the time for me. They do it all the time. You know what happens is that they they they're selecting what to show you on your page, depending on, on who you are. So this is this is this is all uh, in 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 conjunction with uh, with the FBI or CIA those who are working with Facebook. So they're they they're censoring what we can see. And what and we post certain things, what our friends on Facebook can see. So they're only allowing what they want to allow, right, to be posted on your page. So a lot of times, um, like I see certain things pop up on my page, and I'm like, that's that's strange the way how it just popped up, you know, for certain people. So, but you know. There's been a there's been reports of Facebook censoring for years now. They've been doing this for years. They've been censoring uh, people's page, you know, such as uh, like Black Lives Matter. You know, if you a, so if you join, if you let's say you like Black Lives Matter, you like their page, they will rarely show you any of their posts, right? Because they try to minimize the influence that the Black Lives Matter page will have. On your mindset, so they they will not allow certain things that if you go on the Black Lives Matter page, if you're a friend, if you're like if you like them, a lot of the posts on there you would not see on your page because they, they they'll show they're, they're not going to show it on your page. I had so they, I had they, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they they they've been heavily censoring uh, Facebook posts, and you know they have paid you know people to do that. They sit around. Their computer, and you know they have names, and they go through all of our, all of our page, and then they censor what they want to show and what they don't want to show. It's 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 part of the, the social uh, censorship, you know, on social media. The New York Times, the New York Times did an article on it, you know, how the uh, 
of what Facebook does. And that's what I tell people, you know, Facebook, you know, they try to um, talk about uh, privacy and such and such, but they're in cahoots with the, uh, with the CIA and the NSA. Facebook, Google, you know, all all of the social media, you know, I wouldn't say all of them, but most of them, you know, yeah. most of them, especially, especially Facebook and Google because they're the two largest. You know, like Facebook, they have a um, this new app called, what is it, Allegro or something like that? And uh, Edward Snowden, it's a chat. It's, it's a new chat uh, thing that they have. Edward Snowden says, don't, don't install it on your phone. Like, I don't, I don't have Messenger on my phone. I refuse to install Messenger on my phone. Even though on my phone, they always, they always have, like, I have, when I, when I um, go to my Facebook on, 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 on my phone, it tells me that I have, like, eight messages. Sometimes it changes. It says I have nine messages. I have seven messages. I have six messages. And then I go to my computer and check to see if I do have messages on there, and I have no messages on it. So why is it showing me that I have messages on my phone? Because that is, you see, if you're not aware, that is a way of which they get you to download and install Messenger, right? Yeah. Because they know that, you see, they, a lot of people don't install Messenger because of the fact that they know Messenger basically have access to everything on your phone. Not not only do they have access to everything, but they own everything on your phone. Once you install Messenger on your phone, whatever content you have on your phone belongs to Google. <laughs> Well, People don't know that. <laughs> when when uh, you when when you install Messenger, you're not only giving them access to everything on your phone, but they own everything on your phone from your pictures, your videos, and so on your phone. They own it, and they can use it however they see fit. Yeah, but I install it on my phone. They can they can use what I got on my phone. They want to see this button. <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't. That's why I haven't installed. I haven't had. When I, I haven't had Messenger on my phone since. You know, I don't think I did. I ever have it. I think I might have installed it once, but then I start reading up on it, and then I uninstall it. Yeah. So see. now, now they're constantly trying to get me to install it because they constantly, like I said, they're constantly trying to show me that it constantly says I have you know eight messages. Like right now, my phone. I'm going to my Facebook. It says I have eight messages. And I'm I'm on my computer right right now, and I don't have eight messages. So again, you know, it's a way of trying. It's a way to get people who don't have Messenger to install Messenger because, of course, you want to see what messages you have, right? Oh yeah, that's so you're going to install it. Yeah, so you, you you're forced now. Right. To have so you got you have to you have to understand the tactics and how they use it and how it how it's going to affect your mentality to where you want to go and install it. But by doing that, like I said. You're not only granting them access to everything on your phone, but you're giving them the rights to everything on your phone. See, I, your, all your pictures, I, all your videos, they have the rights to all of those things on your phone. See, and this is the thing with with my Facebook, with this, with myself. Go back. Let me go back to my cell phone. First, I want to address the matter of uh, say something about Black Lives Matter. It's my understanding that they are trying to, or they have gotten a petition circulated and that they are going to make Black Lives Matter, they're going to get them counted as a terrorist group. Yeah. That is yep. the next step on Black Lives Matter that I've yep. heard. And it is unfortunate mm-hmm. um, that it's even going this far. But it's, but it's interesting, Erica, that, they, that anytime you have a group that is protesting against the, the, um, the, 
the 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 racism, the police brutality that black people are affected by in this country, they want to label them a terrorist group, right? But yet you have the KKK, right? Why why don't the U.S. government label the KKK a terrorist organization? Because that's what they are. Yeah, they they okay. did a lot. They go after them. They've gone after them, and and, and they have they have done look. In in the seventies, the Black Panther movement, they labeled a terrorist organization, but they never labeled the KKK a terrorist organization. See, as long as they're killing black people, as long as there are groups in the United States that are white and are killing black people, okay, they don't label them as terrorists. But if yeah, you are a, if you belong to a black group that is fighting against systematic racism in America, they will label your group a terrorist. Yeah, they murdered uh, many of the Black Panthers. It was a nonviolent movement, and they were actually helping people in their community. They were bringing people groceries. They were helping their, the people in the community, and they mm-hmm. murdered several of the members in the Black Panthers, the very beginning. Not the new Black Panthers. I'm not sure what's been going on now, but in the very the first movement of Black Panthers, they really wiped them out because they didn't go into murdering people in the community they didn't they weren't that stereotype. So I I mean to me what happened to them was very evil because they were really trying to help people in their community and stuff like that. It wasn't they were not a hate group. Um I I just know things have been progressing uh as far as far as law enforcement is concerned, definitely they gotta restructure things and get the ones who are in there committing crimes and murdering people out, uh, and then just have have the good ones that are there who are really truly there to do their job and make it so that they can do their job so that they don't end up being targeted into silence uh, and things of that nature. You know, and if a, a law enforcement officer has committed a crime, he or she has to go to jail for that. They have to go to jail and serve the time because uh, they're not above the law. No, none of us should be above the law. You know? Well, uh, law enforcement, particularly white police officers, most of the time they are above the law. But most of the time they commit murder. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about the, the ones that are doing the evil, because there are good ones out there who are not. Yeah, but, good but, but Erica, but Erica, the ones that are doing the evil, they get in the way of the shit that they're doing, the majority of them. Right, and, and that okay. the problem is, is that because we have also people in the judicial system you have also exactly, but that's, but that's, a, that, that's exactly how white supremacy works, right? It's not just not just the police officers, but you have the judges, DAs, you know, the prosecutors. Okay? One of the yeah, one of the biggest racial it's, uh, it's cases was, was Rodney King, and his case was originally going to be heard in Los Angeles County. What they did to get him off, and I know this for a fact because I lived in Ventura, California for 10 years. There is a city in Ventura called Simi Valley. And the nickname for Simi Valley, California is called Copland. And they call it Copland because a lot of law enforcement officers live there. So they got the jurisdiction changed from L.A. County and had the officers who committed the crimes against Rodney King tried in the Simi Valley area, okay, in that area. And what ended up happening was there was a jury of people in that area who had police officers as neighbors, 
They were married to police officers. They were friends with them. So what happened in Rodney King's case? The, the officers got acquitted. Had that same yeah. case been kept in Los Angeles County as it was originally intended, those officers would have gotten prosecuted. I yeah, know. Well, you know, Copland is also a, a movie by uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yes, that's that, true. That's right. Yeah. Right. To illustrate the the uh, the privileges of of being a cop and, and getting away with a lot of shit. Well, that's all I can that tell is. you, there are no, there are bad people. And that's why it pisses me off when black people riot, you know, go and, and, and rally in, in the cops' neighborhood. Because, of course, there are other cops living in, the, in that neighborhood, too. Yeah. Rally in that neighborhood. Stop trashing, you know, your own community. Yeah. Right. It's it's got to be also too in some some neighborhoods where there is a lot of crime, but it, it doesn't involve the police. People in certain neighborhoods where they have a lot of um, issues and stuff like that going on, they have got to work together as a community. If they have certain people living there who are creating problems for other neighbors, um, in particular, if people are robbing each other. If a person is going from their home to a, a local, you know, grocery store or a local convenience store, in some communities they get attacked. Um, people need to look out for each other as neighbors, and they need to utilize some of these hotlines that the police and sheriff's department have and talk and, and expose some of the people that are there in these neighborhoods causing problems. Yeah, but, but Eric, that's going to happen. I mean, you look at, look, you look at all the, the illegal experimentations, right? You look at people, you, for, for example, you see how AIDS is decimating um, the, the, the black and Latino community, right? Especially uh, the women in particular. Uh, because it is much harder for a man to catch HIV than it is for a woman. That is a fact, right? That is a, a 100% fact. And you know, when you have experimentation, especially with black people and, and, and the, the, the Delta uh, the Delta, um, Delta C cell and the Delta T cell, right, which in, in some people has been proven to, uh, to be immune from HIV and immune to certain types of cancer. And you have these people experimenting and they're going around, um, you know, uh, recruiting people to help them saying, you know what, we need to experiment on this person because, you know, we might have a cure for cancer or we might have a cure for HIV. It's nonsense because you have other people out there, especially white people in Europe, some white people who have, who are immune to HIV. But I don't see them getting the same type of treatment, right? You look at, you look at um, all the people who they claim to have cured from HIV through a, a bone marrow uh, transfusion, right? They're all white people. They're not black people. But the problem is when you have black people knowing this fact, knowing that these experiments are racist in nature, to participate, right, knowing this, it, it, it just goes to show you the type of mentality, the type of influence, right, and the type of, of, uh, of greed they're probably promised them money to help participate to put a, a, another human being 
you know, in, in such a, a psychological and physical state that it, it it's detrimental to that person, you can't turn around and tell me you're a good person. I don't give a flying F what you say. Don't try to show me no damn pictures of St. Jude children with bald heads. That's bullshit. <laughs> you know, because it, it, it's, it's just amazing to me when you can ask somebody, right, that you would go and, and, and do something that's illegal. And the only thing that I can think about is just it's money. It, it's, I mean, money is the driving force. Well, there, there are people who are doing it for money, but there are just people you know, who just like to do things that are evil to people. There's some people who are just like that. They like to torture another human being. They like the sound of it. It's, it's very sick. Some people yeah. also like death. Some people, they like to, to watch people die. This is a, a very real, I forgot the name of what it is when a person is obsessed with death and being in the physical presence or watching other people die and the life go away from a person. I mean, there's some people who are obsessed with this. And, yep. and that, you know, that, that to me is, um, you know, that, that is, it, 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 it's so when you think about it, it's it's so sick. When you, I mean, seriously, because let's say, for example, Nigel has the Delta C cell, and he's immune to HIV and cancer. Well, why not say, hey, yeah, yeah, Nigel, you know, let me can can we run some tests on you, and you know, let's help us to to get this cure, and you know, we'll give you, you know, blah blah blah, you know, for your time, and you know, whatever, whatever whatever treatment we come up with, you know, we'll make sure that you get a, a portion of this and that and that, right? No. They're rather experiment on you illegally, knowing that they have to hide everything, right, and, and knowing that if they get caught, they could do some serious jail time or perhaps even be, you know, uh, executed at some point. I mean, do, do you imagine, can you, can you think, can you imagine the type of greed that will make somebody do that. Not just greed, but like you said, just the 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 um, the psychological aspect, the sickness of of wanting to torture somebody, seeing somebody um, suffer in pain. You know what? It, it sounds like a, a like what I call a Mother Teresa syndrome. This is a woman who told who's telling the world that 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 suffering brings you closer to God, and she likes to see people suffering because it it it. it it lightens her heart. It brings joy to her heart to see people suffering. She said that. All right. So I mean, so what does that tell you? What does that tell you? It tells you, or it tells me, that those people delight in seeing. The torment of of a human being. They 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 delight in seeing the uh, the the death, the um, the, the the slow, uh, painful, agonizing, uh, um, you know, torture and torment in, in in people. I mean, those people are some of the the most dangerous people on the face of the earth, right? I think they are. I think that there's something very sick about what they do. 
uh, individually and as a group. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, we have all this knowledge and a lot of people, some people, I should say, not a lot, some people are aware of these traps. Uh, I don't know, I mean, to, to stop it, I, I don't know what to do to stop well, it. Well, the only way but, to stop these people, the only way to stop it is to stop these people because they'll never stop. Oh, yeah, anyway, something is great. Imagine if Charles Manson was alive today. Do you think he would stop killing? Do you think he would stop killing? If he had never had. Do you think any of the serial Jeffrey Dahmer, any of the serial murderers, serial killers, if they were not caught, do you think that they would stop doing what they're doing? No. No, they would keep going. Exactly. And, and I think that's the same to be true said about people in these uh, stalking groups, uh, the people who are illegally listening in on people's phone calls. Uh, they have exactly. an addiction. They, they have a problem. They they have an addiction to to doing certain things like this to people. Um, they have severe psychological problems. Uh, something is very very wrong with people who get together and it's, it's okay. I would I wouldn't go. As, I wouldn't be as nice as to say as severe um, psychological problems. I would go as far as to say that those people, their minds are gone. There is no, there is no recovering any part of their humanity. I don't think they want to. I really don't. I, I think that they are. <laughs> they wanted to. The 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 the, the behavioral ha- the habit has become so ingrained. It's become part of the of who they are, much like like I said, uh, alcohol being part of the system of an alcoholic or a heroin yeah. addict or any you know I, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, some, did, some I, did, I did describe it as an addiction that they have an addiction yeah. to doing this. You know, some some heroin addicts, um, if they stop taking heroin, they actually die. Right, that that's the worst thing a person could ever, or someone can ever sell somebody or or give some to someone. It's a very evil thing to do. Right. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I don't. Okay, I mean, I don't feel for these people. I don't feel sorry for them. I, I do not that they become addicted to wanting to inflict pain. They become addicted to watching people. In pain. I don't feel sorry for them at the end of the day. Um, I feel sorry for them for what? Right. I mean, how how can you feel sorry for them? It's just, just there's just no way. Um, you know, knowing what you know, that you know, knowing what you know that they do to people, how can you ever feel sorry for them? No, no, not at all, not at all. And and the people who are involved in all of this. They are deserving of death. They are deserving of being incarcerated for life. And that's it. And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, to some of the ones who are, have a lot of influence and a lot of power, everything that they have ever created on the face of this earth needs to be destroyed, and no memory of them needs to be out there. Nothing. Not one artifact of these people. Because they don't bring anything to the table that needs to be repeated, needs to be taught. 
and they just don't, I don't know, they just don't, there's just nothing there. And all I know is that through all these conversations that we're having, I, I know that there are people above all of even the, these evil perpetrators and people who are doing all these experiments on other people who are above them who are getting ready to collect as many people as they can and they're going to start putting people to death at the end of the day. And if a person, even if they're being targeted or, or, or they don't think they're a targeted individual because you have people looking at targeted individuals saying, I feel sorry for that person, that their life has been ruined, they're being targeted, or on the flip side, what other TIs did is they get people laughing at them and saying, oh, I'm happy it's not me, I'm glad this is happening to that person, and they, they laugh at the targeted individual. Uh, but at the end of the day, those people who are sitting back watching the person being targeted, they themselves are marked for death. Those who watch, because men and women and people who do nothing still suffer the same consequence. And if they can watch somebody's rights be trampled on and not do anything, their rights are getting ready to be trampled on by some people. There are some super evil people who are, like I said, these FEMA camps are real. All of this is very, very real. The deaths, everything is coming. The financial martial law, it is all coming. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the atonement and it's the price people are going to pay because they've chosen not to come together and they've chosen not to act as a collective unit against it. So they can continue doing all these things. They can continue the targeting, continue doing all these experiments, continue laughing at the person being targeted, or continue saying that they feel sorry for them and doing nothing to help them. But it isn't going to change what's going to happen. Period. It isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change the fact that in the future we're going to be pretty soon under both financial law and the actual martial law itself. And it's just, I don't know what else to say. All I can tell anybody that's being targeted is save yourself, and anybody that you have in your life that is listening or is a true friend to you. And at the end of the day, just try to find moments of happiness in your life and not let these people rip you off. All I can say is that People in the, in the targeted individual community need to get prepared. They need to prepare their households. They need to think about sustenance and covering how much food and water they have. Also, particularly maybe getting weapons, lethal or non-lethal, they need to gear up for some things that are, that are going to be happening. Um, because at the end of the day, things are already set in motion that are going to happen. And that really is the big picture, is surviving. And it's, it's unfortunate that all these other crap is going on, but all these people who are participating in the crap trying to make another person's life hard, they're going to get caught up in this too. And this is something that I did bring up last week on Nigel's call. So I just, it, it's very disheartening that all these things are happening and stuff's going on, but 
you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, everybody could take a look at their paycheck and realize, well, who's taking your money? How much are your taxes missing from your paycheck? When you call taxes, why aren't you focusing on those people who are taking your money versus a complete and total stranger who's never done anything wrong to you, who's never taken any of your money? They won't stand up to them, but they damn sure as hell will try to destroy somebody who's never did anything. So the masses are going to, I don't know, I hate to sound negative, it just shows me that the masses will eventually destroy themselves because they want to destroy themselves. It's just, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you know, I hate to sound like I'm saying evil is winning, but, I, you know, I mean, what do you no, do? I, mean, you I, can't... I totally understand. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's just we yeah, all of you're, us. You're, you're, you're exactly right. You know, there's always going to be people, evil people, who's going to put themselves in positions of power so they can get away with doing all sorts of things. And you know, you're absolutely right to say that evil in this society, evil is winning. And I don't all, all that. I don't dispute that at all. I, I just I just feel like right now, anybody being targeted, think about your family, think about your sustainability, the food, the water, protecting yourself, when all these evil people do all these things so that you don't get as caught up in this whole situation. Um, because even though we're saying all these things, we're, it's definitely helping people. It's helping a lot of people. It has helped a lot of people in the past. But we also have to get prepared ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally, totally 100% agree that we need to prepare ourselves. Um, but, you know, like I said, once, once again, you know, these people, they they won't stop. Someone has to stop them. They will not, like I said, any serial killer, you think that that they would have stopped killing if you know if they wouldn't have uh, gotten caught. I mean, for example, you talk about ISIS in, in the news lately. You read so many horror stories. Um, you know, ISIS uh, creating these uh, human slaughterhouses where they're putting human beings on meat hooks and um, and disemboweling them. Um, Drowning men chained together in 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 um, in cages, uh, and 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 filming everything. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this is beyond um, bar- barbarism. This is something that um, you know they're they're. They're the same as 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 the Nazis. Anyone who you know, and and I keep using the Nazis, and I'll explain again, because they were the the, the first group of human beings to systematically to create a system to systematically annihilate, eradicate a group of people. Right? They're the, they're the first. Um, human beings, the first political group in in the history of the world 
that created a system, developed uh, methods in which uh, to wipe a particular group of people off the face of the earth. So they are the worst enemies, I think, that has ever, ever, ever existed on the earth. On the earth, the worst enemy to anyone, and that's why I use them a lot as an example of, um, in terms of cruelty and uh, and wickedness. Because even even you know white Americans when they own slaves, I mean they didn't create a system to annihilate us, they create a system to keep us oppressed, to keep their their you know their their economic wealth, but they never created a system in which to kill every black human being. The Nazis are the only political group, the only group of people that have ever done that in human history. And that what you know when I look at um you know, uh, uh, ISIS and what they do to, to, to human beings. They're not doing it to, uh, you know, a particular group of human beings. They're doing that to everybody who is not Muslim, and they're doing that to Muslims too. Uh, Muslims who are not who are not a particular who are, who are not um in the same um, the same sect as 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 the the ISIS members. All right, but the Nazis were the the only group of human beings that have created a system in which to destroy a particular group of people. And folks need to understand just the, the, the power behind that. Yep. All right, folks, uh, listen, I'm going to say good night. I got to get up in the morning. Got some things I got to do. Yeah. Uh, so after two o'clock on the East Coast. All right, Erica. Well, thank you for calling, Erica. Erica, still there? All right. Good night. All right, man. Have a good night.
Hello? Hey, okay. Hey, I, I got uh, knocked off. <laughs> you got dropped off on the call again? Yeah, it kept saying every time I dialed in, it said call failed multiple times. Yeah, I know. They, they're, they're, they're messing with my call. Yeah, I just they, didn't want they, to see if I had hung up or anything like that, or it was me. That's what I thought you, yeah, I thought, well, I, I, yeah, I was, I was like, hey, is everybody there? So that was basically saying goodnight. Okay, cool, okay. So well, what I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send them a, um, a message about my call tonight and uh, see what happens. And I'll check it tomorrow to make sure that it's okay. If not, then I'm going to send them another message. But you know, just basically, they didn't. They, they don't want. They didn't want me to record what I was going to. What I, the show that I did tonight, because the uh, the article from the Intercept. It's an interesting article. You should read. You know, you go to the Intercept page, which is the um, the Intercept is the website uh, from Grand, uh, Glenn Greenwald. Green he's the one that broke the story for the Guardian. Uh, on Snowden, and you know, because he was targeted by the CIA and THQ in London, he moved to Brazil, and so he, the website, the, the Intercept, it's uh, you know, sort of like the Guardian, they kind of break news and relevant right. information. So, yeah, I'll I'll look that up definitely, and I'll I'll send you the link to another uh, CIA agent. I forgot his name, but I just recently saw his videos. An African American man. Yeah, the black guy. Yeah, I know. Oh, is this the same? Per- okay, so this, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, he he was he was very high up and in, in the mm-hmm. CIA. Yep, he exposed, exposed him. corruption. Yeah, he exposed some things. He was told to leave the country. This yeah, they did, and they waited. I think almost five years to go after him, but yeah. everybody lied on him. I, okay, yeah, so you know, this is the same person we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he he ended up homeless, sleeping in his car, and everything else. He said in this. Yeah, and then was Jeffrey something? I forget that. Yeah, it was very sad what they're doing to people who are trying to do what is right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, okay. that's what happened now, uh, Erica. You expose wrongdoing. Then you know, government okay. agents. Instead of them going after the people who do the wrongdoing, they go after the people, the person who exposed them. Yeah, it's this is un, unbelievable. All these people, and this very small group of people, in comparison to the masses, and all this chaos. I just, yep. I don't understand it, but it's what's going on. <laughs> all right, Erica. So listen, uh, I talk to you again later. Um, I get the best. All right, you were wonderful. Great. It was good talking with you guys, and you have a wonderful evening. All right, Erica, you too. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.